This is one senator that might be interested in legislation and or regulation uh, to some extent uh, recognizing the problems with free right of expression and my previously expressed views that I don't believe I should be telling other people what they have to listen to. Mm -hmm. But I really believe that the suggestion made by the original panel was some kind of an arrangement uh, for voluntarily policing this in the music industry is the correct way to go. Mm -hmm. So uh, if it'll help you out in your testimony, uh, I might join Senator Hollings and uh, or others in some kind of legislation and or regulation unless the free enterprise system, uh, both the producers and you as the performers, uh, see fit to clean up your act. Okay, thank you. Then I, okay, so that's hardly voluntary. They know how to make you smile. You're already here, why don't you stay a while? Kick back, relax, you freaks. They're playing all the tricks and taking all of the treats. Grab a whiskey and hang on tight. Smoke that bong with all your might. They write books, but that ain't all. One's short and smooth and one is hairy and tall. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and then drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Best buds talking book of the week and all the horror stuff that they think is neat. Hanging loose doing ridiculous reads. Not because we deserve it, because it's what we need. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne. With me as always is Christopher Triana. Chris. Christopher Hello. Triana coming to you here live and such and whatnot. We go to, we go to Chris live from his undisclosed location. Christopher, are you there? Yes, I'm here in the sepulcher and uh, we're going to open uh, Al Capone's vault. Yes, please. We can't wait to see it. But let's first take 100 commercial breaks. We'll be back in 100 commercial breaks to find nothing in Al Capone's vault. Absolutely. Not. Stay tuned. But for now, you'll listen to us on the show, dude. What's up? Uh -huh. What's what is on? happening, dude? What is happening? Too much, man. Not too much. Oh, uh, I talked. To, I think I talked about this last week, but uh, I got the shirt from the the Lost Boys oh, shirt, the, fro from, the Frog Brothers shirt. Yeah, yeah, from Michael Michael Cox. Shouts out, dude! Thank you so much for this. Let me just show it to the camera. Mm. So the front, like on my breast side, you know, it says like the Lost Boys, mm -hmm. Frog Brothers, you know, uh, Vampire Hunters, Santa Carla, California. But the back is like, yeah, it's got the skull and the uh, stakes. It says, pray you never have to call us at the top. Like, it's pretty cool. So I, I super appreciate the shirt. And also, he sent me a bonus boner shirt. That's uh, Salem's Lot. That's mm -hmm. for, like, it's like a 
the antique store from the the show or from nice. the the book, you know, yeah. like where they, yeah. they live. So it's like a it's like you're an empl- like an employee shirt for that or something. It's nice. awesome. So very cool, Michael. I thank you very much, sir. A tip of the hat to you. Uh, just makes these shirts for fun. Doesn't even have a, a business. He just is a nice ass dude. So I say thank you, sir. With a nice but, ass. Uh, and a nice ass. And anybody that likes the Corys uh, is down with us, you know. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. they get they get the uh, vital social stamp of approval. Yeah. Yeah, and that doesn't come cheap. So we will be retroactively billing you. Yeah. It's just Yeah. But I assure you it is our Better policy. start making some more shirts, buddy. <laughs> oh man. No. Thanks, Mike. I do appreciate it. Um Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Did I cut you off? Did you were you saying something uh, before the shirt thing? No, so. probably wasn't important if it was coming out of my mouth. So nice. That's more like what's going into your mouth. That's important. Um, I watched a real gem of a, a film last night. I feel I wanted to run by you uh, okay. on Shutter. Right. It is called Don't Panic. Uh, are you familiar with this? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. It's it's. Uh, it's, new or old? Or? No, this is old. like I think it was '86. It, I believe it said. Um, it. So, but uh, it was like this kid has a like a birthday party, and but he's moved to you know Mexico City, Mexico for his like senior year. But he goes to this private school where it's all white kids, and it's just like so. First, it's just you're so just shot into this story because it's like at his birthday party, his friend brings a Ouija board and they release like some Uh crazy shit. So it's like all of this stuff happens at the beginning. You're kind of thrust into it. And he's like, oh, man, I'm in Mexico City. And they keep making reference like his dad is off working and left his mom because his his mom's an alcoholic and he's living with his mom. And of course, they live in like a huge mansion. I don't understand what anybody does, what anybody (laughs) does. And this woman, this woman who they 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 like yeah like it's it's a point that they bring up in the movie several times like as the point to why he has problems why their his parents are divorced why he's having a freak out because she's an alcoholic and he's living with him not once do they show this woman taking a drink mm-hmm. or acting drunk like she's well, going to work and well, she's maybe like on she's the recovering <laughs> maybe she's on the wagon man it maybe was it was so crazy, and like the sound design was—I mean, not the sound design, but the sound. I mean, this was a movie where they like obviously had zero money because the sound is just like, you know, that when they talk when those movies, and it's just yeah, like yeah, it's the peaking crackling. the whole yeah, time. So yeah. every time they talk, it's just like so disjointed and and odd. Uh, well, it sounds the, great. <laughs> the Ouija board brings about like this demon, like it's the devil. He's killing people. And this guy, this kid's like, but the cool thing is his eyes turn all red. Like, you know, in like the old Hulk, when they'd get like close to, you know, yeah. his eyes and like, oh, and they'd have the contacts in them and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like that. But he would, when his eyes turned red like that, he was having visions of like people who was going to get killed and shit. It was, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter. It was fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. Anyway, I shudder. I, I recommend it. It, oh, was, okay. it was very fun, but <laughs> it, you, you it didn't... sounded like a negative thing the whole time you were talking about it. But then you're like, but anyway, I recommend it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's pretty bad, but it's like, I mean, I watched the whole thing. So I was yeah. like, all right, this is uh, something. I mean, it was uh, it was like in the whole time I was watching it, I was like, you know, and I don't know, maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but I'm like, you know, these guys, these these people are trying hard to make this movie, man. And it's, you know, it's got some 
they're doing it. You know, it's got some stuff. This guy's scary when he comes on. This guy's scary. I like that. He's scary. You know, and they had You're a couple so supportive. Cool, they had a couple cool like effects where this guy, like one of the guys, stick. He's like in the car and like he thinks the guy bad guys left or whatever, and he like rolls down the window and is like. Hey, he's gone and sticks his head out. Of course, the guy's like un- right beneath him and like sticks the, the knife up through his chin. He opens oh, his mouth and you can style. see. Yeah, you can see the mouth like the fucking. Yeah, it's like a, I guess homage or whatever. You see the fucking knife through his like mouth like they have some pretty cool effects. Cool deaths. So I'll give it a, a anyway. My what? this is my niece's film. Don't pan. No, I'm just joking. Yes. No, <laughs> no I, quite, I didn't know if you had seen it because it seemed like something you might have stumbled across no i i doesn't doesn't ring a bell i i may have seen it 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 might be one of those things where i'll watch like the first 45 minutes of it and then all of a sudden go oh wait i've seen this you know because i just oh yeah yeah, i'm old and i can't remember anything now um but i'm uh, high and i can't remember that i watched it yeah well at least you have an excuse like i'm not even like doing any drugs or anything i'm just like old and forget things but uh I watched uh, uh, two movies recently that I liked very much. Um, uh, and one of them, I, I, I don't know why more horror fans haven't talked about it, because it came out in like the past year. It's called Unhinged, and it stars Russell Crowe. Um, what is that? Sounds familiar. Uh, it's basically like a road rage type of movie where this woman mouths off to this guy, but she mouthed off to the wrong guy, you know, on the road. And like... It has this kind of feeling of like Cape Fear, where he's stalking her, but it also has like the feeling of like Duel, you know, Richard Matheson's Duel or, or the, the, the Spielberg's film, where like the truck is just, it's like, you know, a lot of it takes place on the road and the chasing. Following him. No, yeah. It, it, is, yeah. This, is it set in uh, like a modern. No, it's time? modern day. Yeah. Modern, it's, okay. it's, it was made like last, it came out like last year, uh, but it's genuinely terrifying. It's, it's really scary. Russell Crowe is very scary in it and very fat. He got really fat. Um, he did. But, he got he got fat for that role. I yeah, mean. like uh, he's he's like he's like walking around sweating and being and like oh, every role. Diabetes. Every like he's, you know, he's like you know he's uh, been fat since like what that the nice guys or whatever that but, movie but was. I, like, I, no, dude, that's true. But but no, like he's fatter now. Like nice, good. He's fatter than he was even in that. Um, well, but good uh, for him, you know. But he's really scary in it, and he's really good. And uh, the the like. Basically, you know, he's chasing this woman through the whole thing. And um, there's many, there's several moments where I was just like, how could he have possibly done this? But then they save themselves and they go back and they're like, they explain how it was done. And I'm like, oh, okay, that actually works. That makes sense, you know? Because there were a few moments where I was kind of like, okay, enough. Like, uh, okay, this is preposterous. Uh, and in some aspects, it's kind of, it, it kind of is over the top, but it's plausible. Uh, and, and anyway, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's definitely a brutal movie. Uh, yeah. and it's, and if you're listening to uh, the show, right, right. When it came out, it's on Amazon prime right now, if you want to watch it. Uh, so that one was really good. Um, that, uh, road rage shit is like legitimately scary. Like, so yeah. that's already a, a creepy premise. And if you pull it off, like, because you know, there's real that you can watch a, we can hit like a keystroke yeah. and watch a bunch of real road rage incidents. Right, like, right for real there's like people a, getting like macheted or hit with a club yeah, or some shit yeah. like that in we the, can see uh, all that and that's real so in the opening that's what... in the opening of the movie like the opening credits is basically like a montage of all the things you just said oh, of like shit. 
Yeah, like it doesn't show like super graphic stuff, but it's like all these montages of like road raid in- incidents and like news reporter clips, like you know audio clips over it. Uh, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Um, have Have you ever road raged on anybody? Uh, are you Are you like where you were like, oh man, if that person would have been one of those crazies, I probably could have gotten hurt or something. Um, no, like I've road raged at someone, people who have road raged back at me like like or at you started first started shit yeah exactly started shit um you know i like my whole thing is like like if i had someone cut me off i'll like honk the horn and i'll be like what the hell but i'm not gonna be like motherfucker chase them you know but if i honk the horn because they cut me off completely and they give me the finger for honking the horn then i'll try to run them off the road and, and kill them and their baby yeah. but uh but otherwise i'm fine you know yeah but uh uh, but anyway, there was another there's another movie I saw that's on Shutter uh, that I really liked too, and it was totally different, but uh, really awesome. Uh, it was called The Room, and it's not the Tommy Wiseau The Room, which is like I have seen this movie. You have you seen it about, mm-hmm. about the the room in the house, the, room, the wish, Grant, the wishes, Grant's wishes, yeah, yeah, that was really good. I really it, liked it. It was good. I talked to Carrie about this, CV Hunt Carrie, and. Uh, a while back and there's something about it where that i was like yeah but i didn't like this element and i'm trying to remember what it was but go continue with well i don't want to i don't want to give the the entire thing away no it's a very layered movie yeah um but uh it's it's just a a, this great concept of uh, these people they buy this house and there's a room in their house that grants wishes physical wishes like oh i want another bottle of bourbon or oh i want to i want to original van gogh painting and the shit just appears and it's limitless but of course uh, of course it comes with a catch Mm. uh and uh, i don't want to say any more about it than than Mm. what i've just said uh because it 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 goes off into this whole other weird direction when the wife uh uh asks for a certain thing Mm. uh and i really liked it i thought it was really really cool and really trippy um uh yeah, it had that that great that that great kind of psychological horror to it, um, mm-hmm. and I, I really I really Mr. did like that as well. Yeah, uh, but I also it, I also was like I think the thing that is the catch that has to do well with everything the thing that the the wife asks for and all the all that goes on with that I was just like. Just come on. This is such an easy fix, dude. Like we could just fix this so easily. What are you doing? Like, uh, but uh, they didn't. Oh, you definitely, so. you definitely grow frustrated with the characters. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I feel you there. Um, but uh, but what ends up happening is a really, really good story. Yeah, um, it's a, it is good. It's cool. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I really like that movie. Um, and yeah, that's been on Shutter for a while. But I mm-hmm. just happened to watch it. Um, fairly recently i watched that and unhinged and i like them both very much so wanted to give shouts out of people if you're looking for you know some modern horror movies to watch you can check those out and again yeah. it's the room it's called the room but it's not the not the, the tommy was so yeah not the not the hilarious uh so bad it's good movie the room it's a it's a totally different movie uh, like called it. and it's also not room which right, is a very which is, which is a very very good, very sad, very gut-wrenching film. Uh, Room is a very good movie, uh, but there's no the in there. It's just called Room, uh, and it's about a woman and her son who are kept in captivity. And, and yeah, it's, uh, man, it's really, really intense. 
And it's not Green Room either, which is no, about a, ne- a neo-Nazi punk rock joint <laughs> that a band, so, which we mentioned earlier. So we foreshadowed ourselves inadvertently. Green Room isn't bad. Green, room Green Room's okay. awesome, dude. That movie's badass, dude. It's got uh, it was fucking, okay. Uh, it was okay. Well, I I, being I, I in like... the band, I can relate way, I guess, way harder to it. Like no, 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 I know, I know, I get it, but and I like it, and some of the gore is out of control, like you know, like what they do to that guy's arm, but uh, and then like you know, and Patrick Stewart's great in it as the leader of the, the best skinheads, best. you know. Uh, yeah. No, it's good, but there was just there was things about it that kind of I was just like, really, you guys, you're gonna go to a an all Nazi skinhead fucking joint to play, and you're gonna have the audacity to play Nazi punks fuck off, really. Come on! They didn't know that that's where they were going. So, yeah, but once they, 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 but lost they knew once gig. they were there, and that's why once, they deliberately did that. Song. I I know, and I but believe me, dude. They that leading up to that, there was a billion times I was like, "You turn around and leave. You do not do this gig." It's out in the middle of the forest. First of fucking all. Right, Second right. of all, like yeah, you start seeing any kind of neo weird Nazi shit like that, just put the shit right back in the van and go. Yeah. Third, you, yes. Then they got antagonistic because yep. it's punk rock, which I can appreciate because you're like, oh well, fuck it, let's do it. But then, dude, and I'm not spoiling anything. This movie's like fucking 15 years old whenever it came out. But when they go to leave, they're loading their shit out, and they already know they're fu- like there's fucking mm-hmm. shit like. Shit's like they're not uh, their favorite people in there right now. They're not the liked very well. And the fucking dude leaves his cell, like the cell phone or the girl leaves her cell phone yeah, in the green room. Uh, yeah, and that's, yeah. We don't have that cell phone anymore. Yeah, we keep it, going. It. We yeah. keep going. They're giving us, this is the out, dude. Let's go, yeah. let's go, let's yeah. go. After that, all that's when everything is fucked. And I would have been yeah. like, that, uh, that was the one well, that's, well, like, that was like, the thing, stupid. Like, that's the thing. Like, like you were saying, like you were frustrated with, the room because like it was an easy fix like these characters i had like i i think that's what the movie lacked for me is i didn't feel for the for the band for those characters because they were so stupid and just made constant mistakes and were just asking to get killed the whole time i was just like well i was like watching i'm like well that's what happens in it i'm like what the fuck are you doing there you had like you said you had like eight different signs that you shouldn't have been here at all then you antagonize them then you go back i'm like i'm glad you're getting killed like i, I understand the, the like the, the the living hand to mouth like that they were they had to have another show because they like lost like the 300 dollars, whatever it was going to be like mm-hmm. they had to figure it out some way but like I, w- I mean, they probably could have gone and busked at that point and made some yeah, money, they whatever. Gone like, up there and they, they could have gone up there and they could have been like, you know what, a gig's a gig, and just played songs by Screwdriver and, and Vengeance and like, and just like stuff the skinheads would have liked very much. Just, <laughs> just play fast, hard, and just yell <laughs> nonsense words like, and put your arm up, and they're like, yeah. Like it's yeah, music. no one's gonna you know got, the difference if you, you do that. Okay, you know? okay, let's calm, let's back up. But you know that was a that was the way they could have got out of it too. So mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah, I also uh, and I don't want to spoil anything more, but also like I I liked it, but then I felt like the ending fell flat. I thought it was very anticlimactic at the end. Um, but at uh, the end, oh they they like it just ends like abruptly, and it's just I don't know, it just didn't. I liked Green Room. I'm, I like yeah. if you're a horror fan, you should definitely watch Green Room. It's brutal and crazy. So, and if you're a music, movie. if you're but a fan not... of horrors, you should watch it too. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, but just like if you're if even just for a horror fan, it's a it's a good horror movie. It's fun. Oh, yeah. But sure. I don't I don't think it's like I would never watch it again. I don't think it's you know. Oh, 
oh. amazing or anything. But uh, I have anyway. watched it twice, but I think I was showing it to somebody the second time too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Gotta watch this," and it's good. I'd watch it again, just because I just because I think because okay. I relate. I just think I like hey. that's it. I put myself in that situation where I'm like, dude, because then I would, but, but then I'm also like, John Wayne, you're fucking stupid, dude. You would get out, like some skinhead would give you a joint and you'd be like, hey, all right. You know, you have a couple beers and then you go out there and antagonize them and then you have more beers and then you leave all your cell phones and go back and get them and then you're fucked. And then you put yourself and then you like say, yeah, come get me. And then that's like the movie ends because I'd be just like, have them get me right there. Right. Because I, you know, well, that's what happened to those idiots. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That, that was the thing. I, I like, oh, I couldn't relate to the movie because I couldn't relate to them to people that stupid. You know, when people are that stupid in a movie, I'm like, you deserve to die. And I'm just laughing that they're getting killed, you know. So, you know, that's that was the effect it had on me. Like, when that guy's arm was getting hacked, I was laughing. I was loving it, that dude. I thought it was great. Awesome. It was that was cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, uh, it speaks to the just mentality of being on the road and just being in a punk band and being fuck you. And, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, so I wouldn't say that uh, we can agree to Chris agree on their stupidity, uh, because they weren't smart in that situation, but no, not at all. I, I just see a lot of like, I, I, where I would have been antagonistic as well, maybe, mm-hmm. Uh, in, in an unsmart way, especially get a couple pops in me. And I'm like, all right, you all right. Yeah, I'm gonna get a little married over here, you know, and then I have to sing "Take It Back," and you know, how the, you know how the rest goes, dude. Yeah, yeah, we know how it goes. Goes downhill. We know. We know. Yeah. Well, speaking of going downhill, uh, we should probably get into our show. Hey, it's all downhill from here, baby. <laughs> it always is, too, folks. You think we've gone as low as we can get? Uh, uh-uh. uh, we can just keep going. Deeper and deeper. There, there is no, there is no bottom to the shittiness of the show. There is no, uh, not like a famous power bottom Ebenezer Scrooge, but <laughs> really, <laughs> Scrooge, eh? All right. <laughs> On All right. with the show. On with the show. Let's get to it. Let's start with book of the week. <laughs> Book up, book up, book of the week. It's a book. Hey. So I'm on book of the week this week. And the book of the week that I've chosen actually kind it it uh, tips the hat to what our show is about today. But if you've read the description as you're listening to it, you know what we're talking about, which is banned music and, and music censorship in general is going to be like the big com- conversation that goes around that. So the book that I've chosen for book of the week is not a new book, but very, very informational on this topic. And it is called Parental Advisory, Music Censorship in America. It is by Eric Newsom. And it covers this topic in depth, pre-PMRC, post. I mean, it, it you know takes it all the way through. So very, very informative. You know, I love reading these music books. So you know how I am. But uh, I, I know that like a... I just wanted to make this the book of the week. I think it's a, it's a very good, like, uh, oh, yeah, it's uh, like yeah. a um, companion piece to what we're talking about type of thing. So let me just read the uh, the uh, description. So everything you ever wanted to know about the music your parents never wanted you to hear. Believe it or not, music 
Why I'm walking on air, I never... So, sorry, sorry. Believe it or not, music censorship in America did not begin with Tipper Gore's horrified reaction to her daughter's Prince album. The vilification of popular music by government and individuals has been going on for decades. Now, for the first time, Parental Advisory offers a thorough and complete chronicle of the music that has been challenged or suppressed by the people or the government in the United States. From Dean Martin's Wham Bam Thank You Ma'am to Marilyn Manson's Antichrist Superstar, from freedom fighters such as Frank Zappa and in-your-face rappers such as N.W.A. to crusaders such as Tipper Gore, this intelligent and entertaining book shows how censorship has crossed sexual, class, and ethnic lines and how many see it as a de facto form of racism. With nearly 100 fascinating photographs of musicians, record-burning record and controversial cover art, illuminating sidebars, and a decade-by-decade -decade timeline of important moments in censorship history, Parental Advisory is by turns frightening and hilarious, but always revealing. So very cool there. If you like uh, if you like to read these kind of music history books like I have talked about in the you know, in the show in the past, uh, this is a very good one. It's by Eric Newsom. It's a little bit older. Uh, this is a 2001 book, but it's very thorough. So yeah. I, uh, um, I, I didn't I didn't know, by the way, that you had that you had this book, that you read this book um, when, when we talked about doing a show on it. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that because now. I'll expect you to be uh, very punctilious, you know, so. Well, I mean, I, uh, you know, uh, pon all punctilious is aside, uh, it, it sounds like it's a perfectly cromulent word is what I'm saying. So, <laughs> punctilious, you know, like, it means like you have great attention to detail that you'll, that you'll be very, you know, prepared. Right. So this is a great book. Um, and that's my book of the week. And after you listen, after you listen to this episode, uh, it would be a cool companion piece to what we're talking about book wise, uh, book of the week. Thank you. Yes. I bow to you, sir. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and also with you. Make sure to bow punctiliously. Oh. <laughs> I, I got a word of the week calendar too, man. Super hey, skilly right. today. I'm dumbing myself down for you. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'm punchy. I have a relaxed brain. That's... Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, so I guess that brings us into our, our next uh, bit of toe tap and fun. Yes, it does. And that is Ridiculous Reads. Ridiculous reads. Ridiculous. Pretty goddamn ridiculous. Uh, if you ask gonna, me. If you ask me. Um, yeah. So I have a ridiculous one, and it's ridiculous in more ways than one. Um, oh my. This is uh, this is on loan to me from the Mum Library. Uh, I appreciate that. Tom Mum shouts out. Shouts out, Tommy boy. Tommy uh, boy. Blue yeah. Juice Inc. Blue and Juice is, Publishing. And this is one of the uh, one of the the books he gave me from his collection um, to just specifically to use for this uh, this segment on our show. Uh, and 
it was funny when, when you gave me these different books and I was looking through them because I saw this one and still particularly I'm like, really, there's a fucking novelization of this. And and I was like, oh, man, that's, the, you know, because because the, the movie itself is so bananas. Uh, and I'm talking, of course, about Life Force. Dun, dun, dun. Fuck. I don't even know what that is. You don't know Life, Life Force? Force? You don't know Life I, Force? You never I don't seen think that I movie? do, dude. I don't think so. Well, it's a it's a film by uh, Toby Hooper, uh, of course, who gave us Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right. uh, and it was and, made and, by... and Poltergeist allegedly, but yes, yes. Um, uh, but he, uh, uh, shit, what was, what was I trying to say? Oh yeah, it was also uh, it was made uh, by Canon Canon Films, uh, who had a great relationship with Hooper. They also did mm-hmm. uh, Invaders from Mars together and Texas Chainsaw Two together. Texas Chainsaw Two rules. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, and so Life Force is, I, I'm surprised you haven't seen it or heard about it because it, it's a vampire movie and you love, you're Mr. Vampire. I know, uh, I'm, I'm letting you all down. It sounds, yeah, well, like a, it sounds like something at the Christian bookstore you would pick up. Well. Did you get the no, newest Life Force album or like a, you know, like Striper opened for Life Force? <laughs> Remember that tour, you know? Uh, yeah, the Life Force tour. Yeah, the Life Force tour. 84 Life Force tour. Yeah. Life Force tour. That rhymes. That that, that rhymes, and you know it rhymes. Admit it. Uh, but no, they, here's they the really thing. missed a golden opportunity. And well, when they hear this, because they all listen to the show, they're going to be like, "Damn it! I wish we had those guys back then." Yeah. Well, they blew it. Um, but uh, anyway, Life Force is not just about vampires, John Wayne. It's about vampires from outer space. No, it's not. Stop it. It absolutely is. Oh, my gosh. And in fact, here's what I mean when I say this is doubly, doubly um, ridiculous is when I say that, uh, you know, because it's life force, that the fact that there's a novelization of life force is crazy. But then I when I opened it up, I realized that it's actually not a novelization, that it's just the movie tie in book. To a book that already was. So it, it was a novel first. Oh, it's one of those deals. Okay. Yeah, it was that. a novel first, but then they retitled it Life Force uh, to tie it into the movie and gave it a new cover with Life Force. The original title, The Space Vampires. <laughs> hey, you know what? Don't bury the lead. You know, you got to put it out right they out they there. Really you know exactly really what you're getting into. The Space Vampires. So I'm, I'm be listening. Reading- from I'm this listening. fucking thing. Let me read you the back of it. Give you the synopsis real fast. And then I'll get Please into do. the scene. Please. Uh, will the Earth ever be the same? The derelict spaceship was vast. And like the landscape of a deeply disturbing dream. Equally strange were the immobile bodies of the humanoid passengers discovered by Captain Carlson and his men. Later, when three of the aliens had been transported to Earth, the oddity became a nightmare. The beings were energy vampires whose seductive embraces were fatal, whose eroticism few humans could resist. As their lust for life force remained insatiable and sexual murders spread, Carlson fought to discover who they were and how to destroy them before their evil hungers contaminated all of mankind and Carlson himself became the willing victim of the most beautiful and irresistible alien of them all. Life force. So, uh, yeah. First of all, wow. Right. Uh, by the way, second this of movie... all, take my money. Third, 
Right. Uh, well, you should see this movie. In fact, it's on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, I, I, I rewatched. I rewatched it because uh, I wanted to do the the book. Uh, and in fact, like I've been wanting to do this this book because Tom sent it to me a while ago. But I was like, ah, I need to rewatch the movie. Like if I'm going to get into like trying to read part of the book for the show. So I rewatched it, and it, it's not definitely not uh, Hooper's best film. It's pretty pretty ridiculous. Uh, uh, is this uh, is this one of the one of the first books we've had where one of us hasn't seen the movie that it's a novelization of? Um, maybe. I don't know. I, I maybe so. I don't know. This I, might be I, a years ago and thought it was just completely absurd and ridiculous because it's vampires from outer space it's and it's really funny there's some really crazy off-the-wall special effects it's not supposed to be funny but it is uh, mm. and it's got and the and the the lead vampire uh the, the female vampire alien uh is out of control gorgeous uh and she uh, is like naked for the entire movie, which was kind of a big thing, you know, in the eighties. Like you see full bush, you know, like you know, she's completely nude. Um, full on bush. Okay, so whoever's whoever's editing the uh, vital social issues and stuff, the Chris and John Wayne Wikipedia page, make sure you didn't note on this episode that I didn't. This is one of the first one we have. I haven't. Somebody hasn't seen the the movie. Mm-hmm. Also, note full bush. Yes. as well. well. I wonder if those were Merkins or real bush. You think? No, it's real. It's real. real? Oh, okay. No, this was made in the eighties. I, I trust like, you. I trust this was, you. Dude, this was made in the eighties. Like even her boobs are real. Like she's real. She's just incredibly gorgeous. This woman. Um, so anyway, in this scene, uh, and I, this is fairly early in the film, so I'm not spoiling it. If you haven't seen Life Force, you should go check it out. It's an absurd movie. Um, in this scene, Carlson, who's one of the astronauts, like as we've some in the summary explained, uh, he's one of the ones who uh, discovered, you know, these. Basically, what they discover is these vampires. They don't know that they're vampires. They just discover these alien beings that look totally human, but they look gorgeous. The woman, the the men, like they are beautiful and perfect in every way. And so they're like, well, pack them up. We'll bring them back to Earth and we'll study them. You know, because these three aliens, they're like comatose. They're in these crystals like, like Superman when he was getting his powers taken away in the Fortress of Solitude. They look like they're in that. And, uh, so they remain in this coma until uh, this scene here, where Carlson sees through the, the monitor that something is going on, and he goes and investigates it, uh, where the female alien is. <clears throat> the lab was empty. He ran to the specimen room, expecting to see the girl at the door. To his surprise, she was not there. Then he realized she was lying down again. Her eyes were closed. He looked at Seth's face and stepped back involuntarily. Now, Seth is the guy that was in the room uh, at the time. He was seeing him through the monitor. This was no longer the same man. Something had happened to the face. The lips had shrunk back, exposing the teeth, and they were cracked and gray. At first, it seemed that the face was covered with a gray cobweb. Then he saw that it had also shrunk. The cobweb effect was produced by wrinkles. It had become an old man's face. As Carlson watched, he realized that the black hair was turning gray. The hands that protruded from the sleeves had also become wrinkled, and their flesh was and the flesh was shiny, as if turned to gray celluloid. He noticed the movement from the drawer. Her eyes were open, and she was looking at him. There was no doubt that she was alive. The whole body seemed to radiate a soft glow. She smiled gently, like a child waking from sleep. 
He stared at her, experiencing an amazement that seemed to expand in waves. It was something he had never expected to see, some distant memory of childhood that had left no trace on his consciousness. It had something to do with trees and running water, and a fairy or water spirit who was also his mother. <laughs> you see why I chose to read this particular segment? Uh, besides, uh, beside this woman, all women in the world were crude, half-masculine copies. He felt his face twitching with the desire to burst into tears. His eyes wandered over her naked body, without lust, only with amazement at her beauty. She smiled and held out her arms, like a child asking to be picked up. He reached out to take her hands, then stumbled over her body. He looked down and saw the gray, shiny face and the white hair. The clothes now looked several sizes too big. With sudden, total certainty, the same certainty he had known when he saw Seth's body stiffen on the television screen, he knew she had just sucked the life from a human being. He looked back at her, still feeling no horror. He said, why did you have to do that? <laughs> That's really what he says to her. <laughs> she said nothing, but he seemed to feel her reply in his head. It was not clear. She seemed to be excusing herself, saying that it was necessary. Her hands were still held out. He shook his head, backing away. The girl sat up and climbed gracefully out of the drawer. She moved quickly, with total control, like a ballet dancer. Then she came and stood in front of him and smiled. At close quarters, even a beautiful woman shows defects. He actually wrote that. This girl had none. She was a permanent marker. He wrote that in pen. Even at close quarters, even a beautiful woman shows defects. I mean, you know, it's a good aphorism. It's a good, you know, it's it's uh, you could fit on a fortune cookie, you know. Um, uh, but this girl had none. She was as beautiful as when she, when she was at a distance. She reached up and started to put her arms around his neck. Inside his head, she was saying, "Make love to me. I know you love me." use my body. It was true. He loved her. He backed away, pushing aside her hands. The flesh was warm, slightly warmer than human flesh. He was not rejecting her. He wanted her with a greater intensity than he had wanted any woman. But he had always prided himself on having self-control, and he attached importance to behaving like a gentleman. It would have been against all of his instincts to make love to her, where they were in the specimen room. Now, right off the bat, I'm going to say, if you see, if when you watch this movie, John Wayne, and you see this mm. woman, you tell me if you wouldn't bang her absolutely anywhere at any time, no matter what it costs, because she is so incredibly beautiful. I have a hard time believing he's like, nah, I'm not going to. <laughs> when she's like, you know, give it to me, give it to me, daddy. No. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like he said, self-control at first, I was like, well, maybe he was just like bragging on himself. Like, yeah, I, I can like, I'm not going to come quick, baby. But then it no. turns out he's just talking about he doesn't want to. No, he's not like, gonna uh, no I'm a, I'm a gentleman. I'm not going to bang you here in, in the privacy of this lab room. It's like, I, I was oh, like, I, he's like a romantic, like, uh, let's go. He's a gentleman. Yeah, a gentle he's, he's a gentleman. Uh, I hope he is a gentleman. And I'm like, like you're not gonna make love to her in this private uh, lab room where you're all alone. It's like I would, I would 
do her right out front of the McDonald's in front of everybody's fucking kids in the ball bin. It doesn't, I don't care. Wherever she in the ball bin, wherever she wants to, nice. you know? well. <laughs> anywhere she wants. Um, anyway, uh, I should look up this woman's name, the actress, so I can give her props. I should have done that ahead of time, but I didn't. Um, anyway, he, he looked down again at the body and it struck him that she had sucked out the man's life, sucked out the results of 20 years of growth and, and organization uh, as gluttonously as a hungry child drinks an ice cream soda. Okay, so this is the, the third simile in two pages that where she's like a child, you know, but I don't know, maybe that says something about Mr. Uh, Colin Wilson, the British fuck who wrote this. I believe her, <laughs> if, her if she is the, uh, if her part is space girl her name is matilda may okay it's probably her name because she doesn't really have a name so space girl is probably what she's called yeah that she's like the lead actress so okay yeah, well it's gotta be matilda her. may it was Shouts out, matilda. beautiful she was beautiful mm-hmm. uh, anyway carlson says you murdered him she took his hand and he felt a glow of delight at the contact suddenly all inhibitions vanished she was urging him to go with her somewhere where they could make love, and he wanted to do it. Still looking at the body, he knew that it would probably mean his death, but this seemed unimportant. <laughs> I've been there, man. <laughs> he understood something he could not put into words, but his masculine training still resisted. She put her arms around his neck and pulled his mouth down to hers. He kissed her, feeling the warmth of her naked body against him, his hands pressed against her waist and buttocks. Now he understood more consciously what he had known since she opened her eyes. She could not take his life unless he gave it. She was offering to surrender to him. While he was still held back, she had no power to take him. But he was aware that it was only a matter of how soon his gentlemanly self-control would dissolve. <clears throat> so I'm going to, I'm just going to stop there. It gets into some nonsense, but you get the I, idea. <laughs> I do. And I just want to say like, so when I was just looking up what her, uh, the, the actress's name was, mm-hmm. I put, there's an article that came up with the, the line, uh, the headline of life force or an unhinged Coke fueled masterpiece. <laughs> I'm in, I'm already in like, that's all, that's, that's all she, that's dude, all you had to say. Like, that's what the movie is, dude. It's, it's bananas. That movie. And, and uh, yeah. And it looks like, uh, first of all, it's someone slash film is put out like a special Blu-ray. Like there's a, you can get this. Yeah. So I'm going to watch this tonight. Actually. It's on Amazon. You can watch it yeah. on Amazon right now. Or, or yeah, I mean, you can get it on DVD. Screen Factory put it out and like all that stuff. But no, it's yeah. it's Toby. It's a Toby Hooper classic, a lesser known classic. Uh, it's a bananas movie. It's really crazy, and it's like you marvel at the fact that someone wrote this story at all. Then that someone managed to get it made into a movie, and that the people in the movie did it all with a straight face. It's called, I think it's a better title calling it Life Force. I mean, as you said, the original title doesn't bury the lead, but uh, these vampires, they don't suck blood. They literally suck your life force. Like, they suck the energy, uh, uh, your essence out. Whatever's they keep it. That. So you, like, shrivel up and shit, right? Like, because they take it yeah, out of you, like, yeah. right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like That's that what shit. I was saying in the reading, where I was saying, like, you know, the guy's body is there, and he's like, looks like an old man, because his life yeah. source has been, has been sucked out. So. I'm, da- so is this like a, when, they, when it says unhinged Coke-fueled masterpiece, is that like along yes. the lines of, like, a maximum overdrive yes, type exactly. of thing? 
That's exactly. Uh, I'm in. I'm 100 yeah. in, dude. No, Why didn't you show me this at your house? We should have. Uh, I would have. I, I would have put coke on my dick and jerked it while we watched. I would have thought you'd seen it before, uh, but um, we're learning a lot about me. Yeah, tonight. I, I, you know, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy movie, and and yeah, the, like calling it an unhinged coke fueled masterpiece. It's it's a perfect way to say it because yeah, it's a you know, it's canon film, so you know the production was was fucking nuts anyway. It's Toby Hooper making a fucking vampires in space movie. I mean, how could it not be completely nuts? You know, Toby, Toby, so. Toby. All right, very good, but why does she not be naked for the whole movie? Huh? Yes. Thanks. Those yeah. canon, those guys that ran canon, you know, they're Golden Globus, yeah, yeah, Globus. They were they were Jews, is what they were. Oh yeah, but they had accents. Not like that. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen Toby, listen. Space yeah. vampires. This is life force now. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. So that's ridiculous reads. I guess that brings us to the. I think. What's that? Do I do I hear a phone? Do I hear a phone I, ringing? I think you do. Uh, hotline. The Corey Hotline. Yeah. Corey Hotline, everybody. Heating up. Heating up. I do want a, an update from last week, guys. Uh, as as I did say. Thank you, Wes, Wesley, Wes Southerd, uh, Splatterpunk award-winning author, for, for letting me know that there was an issue with the Corey hotline. It's been completely fixed. It was because I have not deleted any of the, the voicemails because I, I want to keep them all for posterity. So I had to, uh, had to start deleting them. So we, our mailbox was full. But we're back. I mean, it's we're full, full. Just like I said, we would be right back online when the, by the time you were hearing it. So we are back. So when you call eight three two nine three zero one three four seven, you can leave us a message. We're back, baby. Baby, we're back, and we're back in a New York kind of uh, minute, bit, minute <laughs> like a. Situate like a we're no just Simpsons, babbling now, dude. No Let's Simpsons watching. All right, like, I'm out. and that's a show. Whoa, whoa. let's not okay. even get into that. I know. So the Corey Hotline, for those of you who don't know, is our hotline that you can call us on 24/7 whenever you want and leave us a message, ask us questions, we'll respond to you. And the number is eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. Chris, I think we should get into our first call. Do you I think? think so too. Let's ring a ding ding. Here we go. Hey, this is Tobias again, calling for the Chris and John Wayne podcast. Uh, thanks again for answering my question about uh, extreme horror. Uh, anyway, so recently I was watching older episodes of the podcast, and I was watching the one you guys did about remakes, and it got me thinking about uh, Pet Cemetery, the uh, 2019 remake. Mm. And I really have a weird relationship with that movie because I, I really want to like it, um, but really the the trailer really ruined that movie for me. Because uh, they made a lot of changes from the source material, and yeah, they really the trailer showed like three quarters of the movie, and all of the changes really just ruined it. Um, and honestly, sometimes that's how I feel about certain like book synopsises on the back covers of books, where they just give like three out of the four hundred pages of the book right there. Mm-hmm. And 
really makes me want to go into things blind more often nowadays to get the full experience. So so anyway, my, my question with all this is when you guys are, are teasing a, a plot or, or just teasing an idea for a book to, to potential readers or uh, just trying to sell your book in general, like how, how much information is too much information and how much information is, I guess, too little? Like where, where's the sweet mm. spot of, of giving away just, just enough of a taste of, a, of the free samples where they're not too full? Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks again, guys. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Vice. Appreciate thanks, the call. Dude, uh, dude, definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, um, how do you want to handle this? No, I want to. I'll just say right off the bat that um, I don't watch trailers for this exact reason. Um, trailers tend to give away way too much, uh, if not the whole goddamn movie. Um, like it was funny. Um, I was talking uh, you and you and I, John, and we did a, a show where we ta- discussed uh, Vivarium, uh, and. I went into that movie blind and and you did too. We just went in and just watched it. And I'm glad because I told a friend about it and he was like, yeah, I watched the trailer, you know, cause I, he was interested in well, I watched the trailer, you know, to see if I was going to be interested. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, it looks cool. Or this, this, that. And like, he was telling me like, I was like, oh, they show all that. And then I went and I watched the trailer and I could not believe yeah. like how much they gave away of the entire fucking story. Yeah, so, you told you told me that as well, and I went back and watched it, and it's pretty much like a beat for beat of, of mm-hmm. the movie. But that's how a lot of trailers are. They are these most days. of them are. They give it, away it, everything. I think it's I think it's so people feel safe. They know what they're getting into, well, is what I think. But go continue. Sorry. Maybe I I think it's it's more about um, just trying to grab people into to fill seats. They show them like the most exciting things that could happen in the movie, uh, rather than just you know. And this isn't new. I'm not like accusing cinema of just doing this now. They did it way back. You know, like they they've always been spoilers. Uh, Siskel and Ebert very famously. Uh, talked about it back in the 80s, and I, that was a problem. And Gene Siskel refused to watch trailers, period, as much, mm-hmm. much as I do, because uh, they give everything away. Now, with books, I don't think that's that's really possible um, when it comes to um, like a synopsis in a book. I don't think you, I don't, I don't think you can give that much away. Uh, particularly, it's in, it's usually in the uh, writer's control of what's said and what isn't. Uh, but you do want to give enough to get people interested without giving away huge plot points. The problem that we get is uh, that I experience is reviewers giving away too much of the story. Um, I've even seen, you know, the reviewers like uh, give away the biggest twist in the whole book uh, without saying spoiler before they do it, you know? So that's, that becomes an issue, but um, but you go ahead, John. No, I can speak to this, like on the book side, for sure. Like how just from being like out there behind the table, like how pitching my own books and you know this as well as I do, Chris, like, you know, you you have to make this you just have this like one shot with people walking by and you need to mm-hmm. this has to be an interest. Yeah, you have to draw you gotta have in. a pitch. You got to have a pitch. Yeah. But but yeah. So and 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 for each one of my books that I have at the table, I, I know exactly what I have to tell you about it. But I'm don't I'm not giving anything away now. I've gotten like you know it's interesting because I have had some feedback where you know the back of one of my books someone has said like it kind of wish that that one part wasn't on there it kind of tipped the hat of what I you know what was coming and um and I get that I get that as well I'm like oh yeah you're ab- you're absolutely right I get it but you know sometimes you like you, hindsight or whatever but I think the best way you can 
if you're putting out there the you know to get people in is you just want to have some just some touchstones and very lightly graze across the plot just enough to bring people in like for instance yeah what i tell people about my new book mage of the hellmouth is that it's about a stoner guy who works at an ice cream factory and he gets transferred to their main facility and everything there reminds him of a game he used to play called mage of the hellmouth he goes home he digs out all the campaigns and reads them and realizes this life this game and his job are all converging as one now does that happen absolutely it does but so much other shit happens in between there that you'll forget i even told you that until mm-hmm. you, you know, you're like oh that's right he did say it was about this and that's easier said than done i it wasn't that's not the first thing i came up with like these pitches for me like i'm always like trying to whittle them down even more and make them like the sharpest and you know and most concise that I can without giving too much information or without yeah. going on too long. That's a, another thing, you know, you can't just sit there and all right, yeah. let me tell you, you like Stephen King. Okay. So have you seen the stand? Have you right. read the stand? All right. Let me tell you what my book is about. My name but, is, you know, <laughs> you can't, right. you but, can't but, do but, all but, that kind of shit, you know? Right. Right. But when it comes to like the actual synopsis, what's printed on the back of the book or the inside flap, if it's a hardcover, um, I don't think that's necessarily as revealing as a movie trailer tends to be. Usually, no, isn't. no, no, not. Um, I, I agree with you 100. percent Yeah, uh, but when it comes to like, if it's a writer that I really like, I don't even read that. You know, I'd rather go in blind to just about anything. Uh, you know, if I if I trust the source, if I like the you know the uh, the uh, writer, if I like the director and the actors and everything and it's like oh it's a new horror film by this director that i like you know like yeah i'm, I'm just gonna jump right into it you know like if, if today if john carpenter announced that he was do- making a new movie i would just go i wouldn't want to see any trailers i wouldn't want to read anything about it i would just i would just go and see it you know because i love john carpenter um so it's like that i, I don't want it to be spoiled in any way mm. <clears throat> well i think but, we uh, all have those kind of like uh artists in our lives that whether they be music, movie, whatever book, where it doesn't matter what they put out, we're right. we're go we're getting it. We don't yeah. need to see the trailers. We don't know. need a review. Uh, yeah, I don't want to know. I we don't, are getting I don't, it. I don't and, read re- I don't read reviews or anything like that for like certain authors. I right. just get it. Yeah, I just, yeah, get, just I don't want to know anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think and I think everybody uh, to an extent has that for sure. Mm-hmm. Like whether mm-hmm. you know uh, us, you know you and I and people on our side, we have that. Sp- in a big bad way right. but people have that in ancillary sense as well right so, um right anyway. <clears throat> or even if it's just something like if i'll you know like sometimes you'll read about something like like a, a movie coming out like when i uh first uh um like when i first heard about uh, uh they were making color out of space you know the, the recent one uh the richard mm-hmm. stanley one Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, they're they're making color space. Oh, and it's Richard Stanley and Nicolas Cage. I'm like, I don't want to hear any more. I don't want to hear mm-hmm. any more. I don't want to see any more until I see the movie because it's right. like that's all I needed. You know. Yeah. And, and I, again, like you know, Stanley ended up being a fucking asshole in his personal life, and I don't condone that. But at the time, you know, he made he makes cool movies. You know, or he, or he did, and so I was excited just from hearing those things. Uh, but but by the way, uh, he mentioned uh, Tobias. You mentioned um, Pet Cemetery, the remake. Um, John Wayne, do you do you know that movie at all, or have you seen no, it? No, uh, I I have like a dude. I'm so sensitive, right? Like especially in the last maybe ten years or so, to like 
dead animal things that I just I don't want to watch it. I know it doesn't have even have a lot to do with it, but I don't even want to see an animal come up out of the ground. I'm, I just have a mental that's, thing going on. So well, that's not pets. I know. All, I, I know, uh, I know, but they they start that way and they bury the kid. I get it, but I haven't watched it. No, I don't not, want. I haven't not, watched it. Not really. Um, okay, that, then well, then I just really. haven't watched it. No, no, I can understand your your aversion to it. Uh, thinking that, but um, I mean, have you seen the original? Mm-mm. And you've not read the book? No. Okay. Well, I just want to tell you. Pets, it's called Pet Cemetery because there's a, set, a cemetery that the neighborhood kids, that's where they bury their pets. But it's not about that cemetery. What happens is that it's basically about a kid who comes back from the dead. Uh, but it's just called Pet Cemetery because, like, there's this, like, the ground there is there's something, the ground's gone sour, as, as you know, uh, Ed Gwynn says in the movie. Uh, so you're not seeing like zombie pets and stuff. One cat, one cat comes back from the dead, but you're not even sure at first. It's like the cat's just back and we're like, oh, I thought that cat died. You don't see it like crawl out of the ground or anything like that. Um, so it's teaching not, me a lot tonight. Yeah, it's not about, uh, you, you're not seeing zombie animals or you're not, and you're not seeing pets die. You, you don't see any pets die in the movie at all. Um, yeah. You know, it's just like it's it's like this is it's a sweet thing in a way that the neighborhood kids like they 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 love their animals so much that they make a, a cemetery just for their animals, like a community area where the animals get buried. Um, so, yeah, I have my own pet cemetery in my backyard. Right. Right. And I understand that. Right. Yeah, that's why this is I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid. I'm just dumb. No, you're not stupid. No, no. Like, I can understand if you thought that it was about like, you know, pets dying coming back as zombies or something like that but it's not it's all i'm saying it's not that at all um but anyway uh i have not seen the remake i've seen the original i've read the novel it's a great story the original movie is really good and i should have been interested in uh in the uh remake because it's done by kevin kolsch and kevin kolsch did an excellent movie before that called starry eyes i fucking love starry eyes i don't know if you've seen that john wayne i have not Excellent horror film. Absolutely right, fucking right. incredible. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Is that where she's an actress? And, right, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I, I did see it. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah, that great was movie, awesome. Right? Yeah, awesome it was very movie. cool. But this Intense, is what happens. very cool, yeah. Great movie, yeah. Uh, but it, this is what happens, though, is like, they'll get a director, whether, you know, whether he's uh, American or foreign, uh, who makes an awesome, like, indie horror film, like Starry Eyes, or like, you know, in the case of some of the foreign directors, you know, like Inside or, or uh, um, High Tension, movies like that. And then Hollywood gets a hold of them because they developed this following because they made this awesome movie. And they're like, OK, we're going to let you have the big play with the big boys and, and be in Hollywood. But it's going to have to be a remake like this always happens, you know. And so this was Kalsh's like big step into the big time. So they give him Pet Cemetery, And to me, I was just like. I don't need, I have no need for this. You know, the, the original is a good movie. Uh, and the, um, the book is great. And like, and like Tobias mentioned, they change a lot of the source material. Um, you know, like the, the little boy who dies, uh, which is the, uh, the big part of the movie is now a little girl, like just little things like that. But then, um, bigger things as well from what I've heard. So, mm. um, yeah, I just had, I had no use for that kind of thing. I have no use for remakes in general. Um, particularly when it's already been done really well, you know, so, but anyway, thanks for calling. Dude. <laughs> that was yeah, a long ab- answer. <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, Tobias, thank you very much. And I actually want to give a, a little bit of a special thank you and shout out to Tobias. 
if I may. Um, while I was on the road this past time, Tobias ordered uh, uh, some stuff from my website, johnwittisdead.com, and um, I sold everything while I was on the road. And I'm waiting, you know, I get back and I'm like waiting to be replenished. I have packages coming and we, you know how like the, the books will come sometimes all fucking weird. So I reached out to him and I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like I'm waiting to get my books. I'll totally give you a refund if you'd like. But otherwise, if you hang on, I'm going to take care of you. And he's like totally cool with it. So Tobias, you're the man, dude. And I'm going to hook you up and your package will be coming soon. So thank you, dude. Yeah. Very, and thank right. you for calling. I, I'm kind of pissed at him personally because when he was last Whoa. at my house, when, when he was last at my house, he accepted a call from the States and it ended up costing me $900 mm -hmm. dues. You know, Tobias, <laughs> did you accept a collect call from the States? $900. It was an emergency call from the Water Commissioner in Springfield. <laughs> Exactly, Tobias. Springfield. If you're not, if you're not, if you, like you know what we're doing, we're it, it's a it's a Simpsons reference. I couldn't help it. The only other person I've ever known with that best, name yeah. was is that kid in that episode. So, <laughs> Tobias, I, I, I'm not really pissed at you, Tobias. We're actually reference. happy with you in yes. more ways than you even know. So thanks, dude, for the call. Thanks, thanks man. It. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening. All right, uh, next call, please. Hey guys, it's Carrie. So I recently rewatched a movie that I saw a long time ago called From Hell, and it's a movie about Jack the Ripper, and it's yep. got uh, Johnny Depp and I believe Heather Graham and whoever else is in it. Uh, anyway, so you know it's loosely based on Jack the Ripper. Obviously, nobody really knows who he was, but the characters are based on the actual women that he killed. And it made me think about, you know, like, do you, first of all, what are your thoughts on that movie? You guys don't talk a lot about uh, mainstream stuff or, like, newer stuff. So I was curious if, which, not uh, that that movie's new, but, um. I was just saying, <laughs> it's not. For world, but also, like, do you get into true crime at all? Um, I mean, essentially, a lot of the horror movies are a serial killer of some sort, right? So it made me no. think, like, do you guys not ever watch that? Do you read any of that? Is that your jam, or do you prefer it to be just all just pure fiction? Hope you guys are doing good. Bye. Bye, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. That's my sister. Thank you for the call. Very yeah. much appreciate it. Um, uh, that movie, uh, From Hell. I haven't, actually... I haven't seen From Hell. Have you seen it? I'm sorry. No, okay. I, I saw it, and yeah, it's definitely not new. It's from like 20 years ago. Uh, but it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's about Jack the Ripper and everything. But it's um, it's actually based off of a graphic novel. Uh, that was very popular uh, in the 90s. Uh, so it was it was based off of that. Um, but I remember it being very forgettable, um, the movie anyway. Mm. Um, and so while I remember that I saw it, I don't remember giving a fuck about it at all. Um, but I only saw it the one time. So maybe if I saw it again, I might like it. But I just, I don't remember thinking like, this sucks. And I don't remember thinking, oh, this is good. I just remember being like, yeah. meh. And that was it. Like, it was kind of a meh movie. Yeah. Um, but uh but no I'm not, I'm not gonna watch that one tonight no no you're much better off with life force yeah definitely. Life force. like i can't imagine you won't enjoy life force dude it's really just it's so fucking just weird and great can't wait yeah yeah it's it's a good one man 
Um, I'm lotioning up right now. I can't wait to talk to you about it. <laughs> I hope Stay you text tuned me. for our next episode on I, I hope, I, hope you text, <laughs> I hope you text me as you're watching it. I'm going to okay. live tweet you while I and okay, text good, you. Good. I and want sex, that. Live sex to you while I watch this movie. <laughs> Just pictures of my dick in various like uh, erect uh, you know, places. Well, so. do you know what? I'll, I'll like you'll sh- send me eight pictures of it before I realize it's a dick. I'll be like, "Is that a new bubbler a, you got?" It's or a what? flip. It's a flip book, man. I'm sending you a flip book. Yeah. I well, and yeah, yeah, and you're asking that because I'm yeah. like, you know, I've got my lips on it, so I'm sucking my own dick. You yeah, because you are self got Those ribs removed, so you're removed. Able to do it. Yeah, just like Marilyn Manson really and impressive. Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Oh. Um, but uh. True crime stuff, Carrie. I mean, uh, I wa- I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, of course, fall asleep to forensic files every night. Yes, uh, as a lot of us do, I'm sure. <laughs> no one does. See, it's just you, you weirdo. <laughs> no, Carrie does it too. CV Hunt does it as well, and Andy. So, shouts out to I, them. I, I, oh. I, I mean, I mean, normal people. <laughs> oh, know? okay. So, no, I, like all we, right. we, Fair almost, yeah, I've Fair fell enough. asleep to it too. We sick horror freaks enjoy it, but like that I guy's voice is Most just people... so soothing. <laughs> That's true. I love that show. Uh, so, no, no, no. And, and honestly, and, like a lot of people that aren't horror buffs love that show and love true crime, and love true particularly, crime. particularly white women. And it's uh, it is yeah, and it is definitely a trend that's been going on for a couple of years for sure, especially in like podcasts and stuff. And there's there's a few true crime podcasts that I like to listen to, um, but I've kind of fallen out of that a little bit due to like the because life was so drat like we were Our pandemic. And I just like I don't want to listen to this right now. Um, but I have like when I listen to my true crime podcast is when I'm driving in the middle of the night like to a city now, like these past couple drives, I just like stack them up and knock them down, dude. And while I'm driving, but I mean, you, you just written, I mean, you've written some crime stuff anyway. And you re- recently wrote a crime novel. Does, did true crime like, uh, uh come into play like, uh, in influencing yeah, no, like uh, that? that you no, I, I absolutely, I, I love true crime stuff, uh, particularly true crime stuff about serial killers and mass murderers. Um, I went through all of that stuff uh, rather assiduously. Uh, like when I was a teenager, I, I started uh, you know, reading true crime books like The Night Stalker, uh, Richard Ramirez, Helter Skelter. Um, uh, you know, I read books by, you know, about Jeffrey Dahmer and John Wayne Gacy and, and uh, many, many others, uh, Henry Lee Lucas. Uh, and, and like I just became really fascinated with with all of that, um, and uh, not in a like serial killer worship kind of way. Like these fucking people that make me sick. Like you see them at the car con sometimes, where they're like, "I'm wearing a Richard Ramirez T-shirt." And I'm like, "Yeah, he uh, he raped old ladies, uh, you know, like and and murdered yep. uh, children and stuff." I'm like, "So or, or I'm I'm in I'm at the Chicago convention and I'm dressed as John Wayne Gacy right. at Pogo. Like people right. are still alive that are affected and might you." Know, who cares yeah, i'm a yeah. fucking asshole yeah yeah that's... yeah like that that to me is like i don't understand like having a a fucking charles manson t-shirt unless it's really funny you know like but yeah then, like, a, okay, like a but... what me worry type of, of thing like, yeah that's I'm, funny. I'm down with that yeah. you know but yeah, no like funny. but no i was i was signing a, i was signing a book once for uh, a guy wearing a richard Ramirez shirt from Ramirez, like given the do horns you know yeah, and and that was it that was it um no, not that picture. It was just oh, him. Oh, oh, just the horns. Okay. Yeah. But um, 
But yeah, it's like I mean, he didn't he didn't kill children, but he he molested, raped children, and and he and he and he killed people, and he killed old ladies in their sleep and stuff. You know, it's like it's okay. like how is that cool? You know, but it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. You know, it's a very interesting story. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's definitely been uh, fuel for me uh, for writing stuff. But I don't write a lot about serial killers. Um, the serial killer thing has kind of been done to death in, in the genre, kind of like zombies and, and vampires. So if you're going to do it, you have to do it much very well, yeah, or, or much or do something different with it. Like um, Gone to See the Riverman, uh, one of my books. It's um, it has a serial killer in it. But it's not like when the book starts, he's in prison already. You know, it's so it's not about a serial killer in that sense. You know, it's like you're not following him during his kills. You just know that he killed beforehand. Um, uh, as, full as, brutal, full brutal can be called a serial killer book, but it's not really. I mean, it is, but it's really about a descent into criminal insanity, is what that book's about. So, um, but as say, long as I was going to say, as long as we're whipping out our preciouses, my, my book, As Seen on TV, is about a serial killer who's obsessed with As Seen on TV products, but it's not about him being a serial killer at all. It's mm-hmm. just about this obsession that he has. And that was something I bumped up against upon its release because a lot of people initially thought it was about a guy killing people with As Seen on TV products, but that's uh, not what it's about at all. Mm-hmm. But he just happens to be a serial killer. This is his obsession. It manifests itself physically. And now this is what the book is about. So, yeah. so yeah, like, uh, y- while, like, I, yeah, you have to have a different approach. I'm not saying that's a good approach. It was just my approach. Um, but yeah, like you said, your, your book, like, Gone to See the River Man, he's already in jail. You know, there's not like uh, all this explication of, you right. know, and he's not the main character in any yeah. way. You know, like, it's like, uh, basically with that book i was i was more writing about not a serial killer but like the type of women who fall in love with serial killers and write them letters and visit them and marry them in prison like that's what inspired me to write that book because i was like what the fuck is with these women you know so and so, <laughs> it's totally bizarre but like there's a million serial killer books out there but i couldn't think of any about serial killer groupies and so i wrote a book about one of them so it's about her it's not about mm. the serial killer at all you know so yeah you, if you're gonna go with the true crime stuff uh, you know f- fiction uh as fiction inspiration you gotta kind of do different things with it um you know because there's been so many um and thomas harris Shit. Hello? can you hear me Hello? yeah okay now, now i hear you. you're back you're back you're yeah. back I was just saying that, uh, you know, Thomas Harris kind of sealed the deal with uh, serial killer horror, you know, with his, you know, Hannibal series. It's so fucking. Yeah. Like, he's already done it so well and so perfectly. You yeah. can't you, you can't do a horror novel series about a serial killer anymore. It has to be something beyond that. It has to be something different than that. So, yeah, absolutely. Um. <laughs> I think we answered that question. Thank you, Carrie, for the call. Thanks, Carrie. Uh, that's all the calls we have for today. That's the Corey Hotline. Very good. Very if good, you sir. would like to call us anytime, 24-7, seven days a week, eight days a week, even if you're a Beatle fan, 832-930-1347. Leave us a message. Ask us your questions. We will answer them, uh, hopefully, or we'll just ramble about uh, old gray mare ain't what she used to be, and you'll just have to take that well, as a response. 
You can almost, I can guarantee you that we'll fucking ramble. Yeah. <laughs> pretty and much that's all we a got. guarantee. <laughs> that's our, that's the vital socials guarantee. I assure you that is our policy. So, uh, but yeah, that's the Corey hotline. Thanks for calling guys. Keep calling, keep those calls are coming. Uh, so, so I guess that moves us into, uh, the main, the meat, the meat shot of the episode today, right? Mm, mm. I, mm, you know mm. what that is, right? Juicy. Where the cock and balls, where the cock goes in, that's the meat shot. Where the cock goes in and you shake it all about? I thought that was the hokey pokey. That's what it's like, <laughs> a meat shot. That's, you know, that's the gentleman me and he was where you are. You know, I'm so like, hey, baby, you up for some hokey pokey? Uh, Oh, it, hey, oh, excuse me, darling. Uh, I'm a southern gentleman. Uh, if you've heard of a hokey pokey, I'd like to help you. come to my uh, establishment. My sir, I say, sir, I say, sir, would you like a, a Cleveland? St- uh, oh, no, uh, no, 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 dirty, dirty Sancho. No, 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 no one wants no, that either. No, 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 no one wants any of those things. Uh, no. so all right, well, then I guess that we're just gonna get into our topic then. God damn it, I think we should. All right. Well, that brings us to a very special topic, which is... One, two, three, four! Band music. And this is going to be part of our band series. Uh, The band series, B-A-N-N-E-D. Yes. Not B-A-N-D, not to be confused. Yeah, Yeah, if we were saying band, B-A-N-D, band music, like, it's kind of redundant. This is music done by bands, as opposed to music not done by bands. That's one of those things that pisses me off also, that uh, when people say, uh, and yes, this happened at 3.30 a.m. in the morning. It's like, what the fuck are you saying that for? There's one of those, speaking of true crime podcasts... There's yeah. one that I listen to that I, I don't listen to it as much, but the one that they, they always said they always say that. And I'm and I'm always like punching yeah. my roof of my car, like, yeah. God damn it, we know when 3 30 a.m. is, you stupid piece of yeah. shit. Either say a.m. or say morning. Just in pick the morning. One. Yes, one. Both. We don't yeah. need them both. It's like saying, ah, he shit his pants. He said shittily. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? You know, <laughs> come on. Uh, he shit poo into his pants. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to whatever else. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, Sorry if we got off on a thing. No, but that's, no, that's uh, okay. That that's is okay. the vital social issues and stuff guarantee. So yes. we're talking about band music, band albums, all the things that kind of go along with that mm-hmm. type of situation this week. Yes, uh, we are. Yes, and so this, um, and I know, like the first thing everyone, as as we talked uh, off mic, like the first thing that comes to mind is the PMRC for everybody right away. If, if you're familiar at all, even in an, in a, in an outside sense, I think yes, right. Stand, well, that that stands for Pure, uh, Parents Music Resource Center, which was yes. founded in uh, the '80s, '85. Um, yeah, but that's not, yes. not the first thing I think of. But uh, but. But yes, that's the big one uh, that really the, affected our generation. I would, you know, uh, yes, and music exactly. as a whole. But, yeah, it, it affected. It, that's the big one. That, but, but before that, things were like also, ban- like weirdly well, things, taboo. Yeah, and things were even worse before that. In, like with the amount of stuff that you could, could, and couldn't say in a song, they were even worse before the eighties. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the eighties, you know, things started to loosen up, and bands started to really push the envelope. And then that's when. You know, Tipper Gore and her concert, uh, uh, well, I mean, she wasn't a conservative, but 
she was, uh, honestly, uh, leeches kind of came in and just fuck it up, you know? So, well, I mean, yeah, yes and no, because you had bands like, you know, Frank Zappa and the mothers of invention, even like back, they were always pushing the, they were all singing about whatever the fuck they wanted. No, to. I know, but I'm, so, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about further back. I'm talking about like, you, you know, like songs in the fifties and the sixties, yeah. you know, like, like Louie Louie, you got attacked and we could talk about that. You know, like I think of that before I think to, of, um, uh, you know, uh, of like, you know, the, the parents music resource center, you know, so. Yeah, I mean that, but that's just the big one that everyone can kind of yes. touch up to. But before yeah, sure. that, like I was going to bring up, like in like in night we were talking about the fifties, nineteen fifty two is the nineteen fifty two. A band called the Weavers got banned and dropped because two of their members were rumored to be communists, mm-hmm. and that was a huge deal back then. No, that was when people got blacklisted, you know, and all that kind yeah. of shit. Yeah. So they that got was, just that was, like, that was there was an even bigger deal with with Hollywood with the with the, uh, the red scare. Yeah, absolutely. But that's not that's not really censorship though. That's just no, uh, yeah. But that's a kind of like the beginning. Uh, but bec- but it's like because uh it, this is going to tie into like what I what I have to say like to bring it up to modern day, I think. But like, you know, that's the start of things like that. You know, they just thought differently. And I know we were like, "Oh, you communists back then." Like, but where do we when we start drawing those lines we get in a very very slippery slope because who's making these decisions right right Right. and i and and like you know to contextualize it you know you just go forward like 20 years and you know loretta lynn has a a a song called the pill about birth control and and she's one of the biggest it was 1975 she's arguably one of the biggest country stars and they will not play it on radio yeah, and it's, about it's just birth cool because yeah, it's about yeah. the birth control pill. Right, so it's right. these weird things that affect music, particularly that start to ban it. And it's weird because we live in America, so nothing necessarily is like completely banned, really. But you get banned in the way of like stores well, can't carry it. And, and we have we'll talk about states that have banned things in like state law has banned music stuff for sure but Mm -hmm. we do live in america so you can pretty much get everything even back then but Mm -hmm. it's like you can get banned just by radio doesn't play your shit record stores won't carry there's different ways that these people got banned you know for their for their music so Mm -hmm. what were you gonna say i'm sorry no, 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 you're absolutely right. There's different ways, different reasons. And yeah, it could kill someone's musical career to, you know, just stop playing them because, uh, you know, look, look what happened to the Dixie Chicks, you know? And it's so funny now that, um, you know, the conservatives, the right wingers are the ones complaining about cancel culture, but they do it all the time. That's what they did to the Dixie Chicks. The Dixie Chicks dared to say that they didn't support the war in Iraq uh, when, you know, Bush Jr. was president. And Everyone just turned on them, you know, because they were a country music band. All of their listeners were Republicans and they all just turned on them for that. Uh, you know, so it's uh, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like a career killing thing like that. But um, what, what I was going to say is like going further back, you've got instances where, like you mentioned, like the communist thing. There are instances of just censorship, not not necessarily just banning, but just censorship where people would go nuts uh, because they couldn't understand what someone was saying in a song. And, and that brings me to Louie Louie by the Kingsmen, which came out in 1963. Uh, 
it's to this day people still are just like are, are they cursing in that song you know it's like there's these moments where it's like because you can barely understand what the guy's saying he's like and they thought he was saying i want to fuck in your hair which first of all doesn't make any sense at all but they just thought it was some dirty thing that um, sounds pretty cool <laughs> well Years later, one of the the drummer for the band, I don't remember his name, but he admitted that he does yell out fuck in the song. Uh, one time, because while they were recording it, he dropped, he dropped his drumstick and he went, fuck! So there is a fuck in there, according to him. But they were saying at the time that the lyrics were had to be dirty, and that's why the guy was slurring everything he said. Because you mm. listen to Louie Louie even now, and you can't understand a fucking thing he's saying, except for Louie Louie, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all you can understand. Uh, and so that... Uh, this is important to bring up because at the time, this spurred a 31-month-long investigation by the FBI. Like, that's how crazy it was. Like, the, the fucking oh, yeah. FBI spent 31 months investigating whether or not this was an obscene recording. And that, uh, like, that's how bananas this shit was. So this, this I'm just saying this goes way back slow, further than slow crime year that year they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they had apparently found uh, all the kidnapped children and all the terrorists and they just yeah, needed and to they, dissect you know, louie louie yeah yeah uh because yeah. you needed to do that yeah so yeah so yeah, yeah uh, but i'm just saying like this goes way back further than the pmrc is what it was oh yeah no, yeah oh no it definitely does that's why i wanted to let people know like uh but but everybody that's seen any behind the music on this type of thing like that's the thing you think of, like the right. parental advisory sticker, tipper right. fucking or. And I know, think that's a generational thing too, like yeah. with with us. Uh, I guess because, so. Like, yeah, you're right. No, I, I I do because like, um, like I grew up in that era of music, like that affected my ability to get the music that I wanted, you know. And so, like with you know, there was no internet like there is now. Like kids today, it doesn't matter if they have those fucking things; they can go online and listen to the song anyway, you know. Right. We we should probably like actually say what give it a little bit more sure. can can like oh, context go, before yeah, we start go going on. You go know ahead, what I mean? Go, like what it yeah, is. No, go ahead. So go like, ahead and explain it. Yeah. The what the PMRC was like Chris said, it's it's a parents music resource center. It was it was started by Tipper Gore, who was Al Gore's wife, uh, when she heard the soundtrack to Purple Rain that her daughter yeah. bought and like she like lost and, her and, mind and, because it was sexually explicit. And so, Al, Al Gore was senator at the time. This was eighty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was nineteen eighty five. And uh, she actually brought this to a, a, a Senate hearing to to have like this full investigation into indecency in music and, and to propose that not only like the sticker that we have today, the parental advisory sticker, but to the extent where they wanted listed on the front of the albums like what exactly was in there like sex a cult yeah, yeah. fucking everything would be on there and they would be behind the counter and you would have to like ask and show your right like they had they wanted to put all this these restrictions on right, buying right. music and uh, not just not just because of profanity because uh, like, of like you like you were saying there was there was many like like it, it was like okay is it profane sexually does it mention drugs and alcohol uh mm -hmm. this is in a supportive way does it support uh the occult the or devil Satanism? all that you know? shit violence this was like this was like yeah, violence yeah exactly uh and even like anti-authority like uh songs like like we're not gonna take it was one of the ones they had they took particular umbrage with uh they thought it was, it was violence they thought it was violence. violence yeah they yeah. thought it was a call to violence uh but 
they but it was also like they had this thing that was like anything that was like revolting uh not revolting as in gross but like you know people like revolting against something uh like they took they, they had a problem with that too because it was kind of this whole like hey parents you don't want your kids to stand up and fight against you you know like i remember there was a big uh you know, thing with like you know fight for your right to party with the beastie boys which was actually intended to be a parody of that whole thing yeah. uh but they took they took umbrage with that too they were just just like you know <laughs> Uh, so I, I was, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was saying, so she brings the, no, that's all like, that's all in this. So she brings this to a Senate hearing that starts in, in, uh, September of 1985. And, you know, like I said, she and some other, I forget who other, this other Senator's wife or somebody that was with her on this. I, I forgot. I didn't write the name, but, but anyway, this is a whole thing where they present this case to the mm. Senate and then you get the artists then coming in to give their rebuttal. Right. To right. this and, and and to say like, hey, you guys are full of shit. Basically, famously, Frank Zappa came in, gave a yep. a, a, a long, long, yep. you know, uh, statement. Uh, D. Snyder, Snyder as well. Where John he ended De- it. John Denver. John John, John, well. John you know, John fucking Denver. Sunshine on my goddamn shoulders, John fucking Denver. Right? Yes, he came in because like, he was upset that they thought Rocky Mountain High uh, was about something that it wasn't so like, he gives a when statement you're, when you're cracking down on john denver you're a little out of control okay yeah, if, jo- <laughs> if, if, if john denver is outraged in your courtroom you fucked something you got to backtrack but even like so d snyder who is was you know the front man for twisted sister yes, just like yes. looks insane in in the videos and on stage crazy you know makeup and stuff you know he comes in and he puts it he puts it a very good way where at the end of his speech he says like you know uh raising or you know determining what my children are exposed to is up to myself and my wife as it should be for everybody you know else and you know these things were like undeniable statements that resonated uh for sure now in november of 85 the record industry the raa they they agreed to put the stickers on at their discretion so it was kind of like a settle settlement or what compromise uh, but you know, it's still uh, it wasn't over by then, uh, by any means, uh, as far as that. But that's that's what we're talking about when we talk about the PMRC and the hearings and and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it was a big yeah. fucking deal when we were. I mean, nineteen eighty five. I was six, so I probably wasn't cognizant too much of that at that time. But yeah. I remember all the stickers being on, you know, the records and stuff after that. Well, yeah, because it followed afterwards. Yeah, it's like they were on, like, uh, like late 80s, early 90s is when I um, really started to get into heavy metal. And I was young, too, you know. I, I started really listening to metal when I was, like, 11. Um, but it became, like, my whole world, uh, you know, from, from, from then on. And, you know, so that was, like, you know, the late 80s. Uh, when hair metal and heavy metal was was still uh, you know big, <clears throat> and yeah, uh, I have a funny story about this. So yeah, so um, you know they they get these labels put on to albums that say parental advisory explicit lyrics. That's what they said, and it was like this black and white label that they put on on the the cassette tapes, the records, whatever it was. Uh, and so with that, it made it kind of tricky sometimes to get the albums. Uh, and again, sometimes the, it wasn't even that the album was dirty. It was just like, oh, it's Merciful Fate. And so therefore, if you listen to it, King Diamond's going to make you a Satanist, you know? 
you know, so it was fucking ridiculous. But uh, sometimes I would go and I want to like buy one of these tapes because at the time it was tapes, and uh, and I would get one of these tapes, and it all depended on the clerk because it wasn't like like you didn't need to show your ID necessarily. It was just like it was like okay, is it, are your parents okay with you having this? It was more like that, you know. Like really? you didn't, yeah, yeah. Like well, well, this was just my buying experience, you know. Yeah. Like because the record stores they want to make money and everything. There's there was no thing that said like you legally had to show that you were eighteen in order to buy it. There, that's right. that's not what it is. No. Um, you know. So, uh, but like some, but most of the time this is a fucking record store, and and for you kids listening, record stores are where you used to go to buy music. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> they had these back then, and uh, most of the time, people who worked at a record store were pretty cool. They were like, yeah, they were super into music and stuff. There were guys that looked like John Wayne, like you yeah, know, that, they're that not going like... to card you and shit, like right, right. Well, they're, they're guys that looked like you, you know, like they were like had like the cool hair and like tattoos. They were just they were cool guys. They didn't look like a square like I look, you know. Um, Come on, dude, you don't look like a square. I try my best, but okay. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> But no, the, like usually I'd go and I'd try to buy a fucking tape, you know, whatever it was, Warrant or Skid Row or whatever, and mm. it would have that. It had that label. Like most of the guys that looked like you didn't even say anything, dude. They were just like, yeah, okay, ten bucks, you know, like did yeah. not care, you know. But then occasionally you get someone who would who would give you that talk, be like, well, it says this thing on it, and I'm like, no, my parents are fine. My parents are Satanists, drug my addicts. Parents are dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, my parents are Satanists, drug addicts, and perverts. They're sexual predators who live on cocaine and. We have a sign in our yard, so, buddy. Can I just buy this yeah, fucking right. tape? But but here uh, but but here's where it gets funny, if I may tell you this, because you're gonna laugh. Um, now, uh, uh, you take all of the rap and heavy metal in the world and all those lyrics and put it all together uh it would not it would not equal the amount of cursing that i heard from my father growing up my father had a terribly foul mouth and was aggressive in his profanity mm-hmm. um and uh and at this but then at the same time he would get mad if i had something that was like filthy, like two life crew or something like that. And I'm like, dad, you're more filthy than two life crew is. Like I hear you saying that woman's a fucking cunt. And like, I hear you saying stuff like that all the time, but me so horny is not okay. You know? Um, but he took it further than that in that it, like if a song wasn't, if a song didn't have like, you know, cursing in it, but what, but it was like sexually suggestive, like pour some sugar on me or something like mm. that. Where he, where he's like, you got the peaches, I got the cream. Got the cream, like, you know I like, do. Yeah, you know what that means, you know. But he'd, he'd be like, oh, this, you're this having is trash, dude. My old man was like, this is trash, this is filth, and I'm like, I, you say, you talk about like fucking women all the time, like, like you, you, I, I learned all my fucking profanity from you, you hypocrite. But he just didn't like that all these guys looked like girls and had long hair, and like I was his son, and I didn't like football. Instead, I liked this heavy metal shit which was weird and scary to him because he was old uh when did your dad's album come out his album? <laughs> he chopped it recently but anyway here's where it's funny is i i there was a, a local record shop um that i used to go to it was like a family-owned record shop and i used to get my albums there and my dad like i would have to hide them because if my dad found one he would 
open it up and read the lyrics. And any heavy any oh heavy God. metal band, any heavy metal band I had had something that he would have a fucking problem with, you know? He would he, like <laughs> it was like, oh, this is this is you know disrespectful or this is perverted or this is about Satan or whatever. And I'm like, Dad, you're a fucking atheist. You're even you're not even religious. Why do you care that it's singing about Satan? And he would go and he would go to the fucking store and like yell at the people for giving his son this trash. This is true, dude. That's embarrassing. That's <laughs> awful. Go, he went go. to the record store and, and yelled and, at them. And yelled at them. Like, how could you? Did sell- he have you like with him, like pointing at you, like how did you learn? No, was no, it like he, that. No, no. He just went. Um, but uh, but he went and like yelled at them, right? And uh, and like, did they and, laugh? Like, well, like like he he like demanded the money back and everything, and he kept the money. I didn't get it. Uh, but uh, he, he, but dude, one of them was for uh, a band called Danger Danger, uh, which was a hair metal band that was very flash in the pan in like the At late the early days. Yep. They had a hit song called Bang Bang, and uh, that's not even about fucking. The song is it says Bang Bang. What's that sound? I gave you my love and you shot me down. So it's but they had a couple of songs in their album that were a little risque, no profanity. You know, like no two life crew style lyrics. It was just like, "Hey, baby, you're sexy." And my dad had a fucking conniption fit because my dad just liked to get mad about things. Yeah, and he and he brought it back there and yelled at them for fucking danger, danger, folks. Go listen to a danger, danger song and tell me how offensive it is. Meanwhile, this guy crosses like a sailor. And so, anyway, I remember at one point I'm going to the record shop because it was the only one in walking distance. You know, like and so I I went out to the record shop and I was buying something, some you know the new Alice Cooper or something. And the guy was like, okay, dude. Uh, like he called me dude too. I'm like, dude, I'm like, your fucking dad's going to come yell dude, at us. That, dude. Yeah, dude. I was I, uh, like, I was 12. Man. I was 12 or 13. This is, this guy's like in his twenties and he's like, dude, we, I can't keep selling to you. Cause your dad's going to come and yell at us. So, like that's literally Sell what he it. said, man. He's your drug dealer. Like <laughs> your dad's trying to keep you sober. It's true. Stop telling my son this. You know, and he's like, dude, your dad's going to yell at me. And I was like, no, dude, I'll keep it hidden. I'll keep it hidden. He won't see it. I promise. And he was like, all right. And, and I did, you know, like I, it got to the point where I was like, I had to hide my tapes. And, uh, and then funny enough, years, years later, I'm like 20 and I'm, and I'm, you know, finally moving out of the house or whatever. And my dad's like, oh, let me get your, your your box. I'm like, my box? And he comes out with this box of cassette tapes, you know, like that he took away that from That he took from you? Yeah, yeah. Like ones that he didn't know where I got it or whatever. What and the fuck, like, dude? Yeah, that's like, insane. That is like, insanity. He's like. You've earned them, son. No, no like, it wasn't that I earned them. No, it, like he was in mind. He was like, well, it's, it's, uh, it's your decision now. You're your own man. You're not under my house. So here, here's your trash music. And it was like all these Ozzy and Judas Priest tapes and stuff. And, uh, and like, of course I had the fucking CDs by then, you know, <laughs> like I already had, like he stopped paying attention a long time ago to what I was listening to, you know, like I was listening to Nick Cave and shit by that point, yeah. you know, but he's he like, you. Chris, he Chris, wait, hold on, hold on before you leave, take this box and you put that in the trash on your way out and it's all your tapes. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just so fucking hilarious, you know, like, uh, it's like, oh man, like, cause you know. Yeah, you know, but by the time I was like 16 and stuff, I was listening to Cannibal Corpses. And he just fucking 
gave up. You know, he just didn't even pay attention anymore to what I listened to. So he gives me this stuff. This like I'm like twenty. He's giving me these tapes I had when I was twelve. He's like, "Here's your Bon Jovi back. You can listen to it now." I'm like, "Oh boy, here's your that. Bon Jovi back." <laughs> like I'm not man. If I if I had that. a nickel for every time somebody said that to me, um, I have a funny. Uh, you know, <laughs> so, it is fucked up. My dad was fucking crazy. Uh, but anyway, I'm sorry. That, that's all I want no, to say. It's just a funny little story. It, about that it. that is, and I I have wanted to piggyback <laughs> on that. So I never really had any problem. So so we, I because this is gonna I want to talk about hip hop too because the hip hop side of this. Right. But so I listened to a lot of that hip hop. I was one of those white boys in the suburbs that like the NWA wave like washed across, and you're like, holy shit! Now I'm a gangster. No, I wasn't a gangster, but I you know I got into it. And I exposed to it. So one of the like I really liked Tupac like a lot and so when he like uh i uh the 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 album he put out uh called strictly for my uh n-words um came out and it had the sticker on it and shit and my it was like christmas time we're christmas shopping at the mall myself and my family and my brother is seven years old and i i'm 13 we're six years apart and he's like what do you what do you want yeah you know i'm like i want this this tape the tupac tape and he's like, all right, what is it called? And I was like, just ask for the new Tupac tape. And he's like, fine. You know, he's like seven years old. And he goes into the Sam Goody at the Deerbrook Mall Why by himself. Send- Why did you send him in? Because he that was what he was buying me for Christmas. Oh. So he wanted to buy it for me, right? Okay. He was like, what do you want? Like, you I'm going to go get it. For a minute, I thought you were like sending your brother. I was like, you'll get away with this. Like, no, like does yeah. he look older than you at seven? Like, even then, he like had a full beard, barrel chested, fedora. Like, you know, yeah. yeah, he's like fucking, you know, six feet. He's a Benjamin Button situation. But no, he like, and I, and I honestly was like, I, I was out in the mall. I didn't go in the store with them. I was just out in the thing, like waiting. And I didn't think they were gonna sell it to him. I was like, there's no way they're gonna sell him this tape. He comes out with the fucking yellow Sam Goody bag and just gives it to him. He's like, Merry Christmas. Uncensored version? Yeah. I mean, the censored versions were only at like Walmart at that time. In the mall, uh, it was sure. it was the regular ones. You know, Walmart did sell a lot of censored music and they also refused they to sell a lot of albums. Yeah. They don't sell the uh, explicit albums, uh, which sucks. Covers like like. Yeah. Sometimes they sell your album, but you have to change the cover just for Walmart. Just uh, for Walmart. Yeah, like Heaven and Hell, uh, which was uh, you know basically Dio Sabbath. It was the last uh, album that Dio did with Sabbath. Uh, and I don't mean the album Heaven and Hell. I mean that they were called the band was called Heaven and Hell because they had already they had already reformed with Ozzy at the time. So, uh, but anyway, that that album rules. It's called uh, The Devil You Know. Fucking awesome album. But anyway, the the album cover is this is this very de- demonic figure and all these crucified Christs like floating in this red hell. And Walmart yeah. was like, yeah, we can, we can sell the album, but you got to change the cover, you know? So, so I want to talk about NWA. Um, so that is, uh, you know, they, they recently had a, a biopic or biopic, uh, you know, that came out straight out of Compton, uh, for people who are like, whatever, like maybe you don't know what that is, but that, this was like a formative, this was a band that, a rap band that like broke every rule boundary blew everyone's minds away, especially white America in 1987 when they came out. And this band, uh, you know, it consisted of, you know, Dr. Dre, easy E ice cube, 
uh, DJ Yella, MC Ren, and Arabian Prince. You know, you might not know some of those al- people, but they all did have solo careers as well, and and also writing careers uh, for other like hip hop artists. So, but when this album came out, it scared the shit out of uh, every everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got "Fuck the Police" on yes. this album, uh, and this was a, a protest song. Is basically what this is. This is their like, you know, in, this is their their uh, revealing the injustice that they experience with the police in in their uh, daily lives, and it's so raw and so not what anyone wants to hear at the time, especially especially well, not police. Well, no, there there are people who wanted no, to people hear who it wanted to, but the, the, the I guess I, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I guess I mean the people uh, that powers that be is what. Yeah, I mean. sure, you know, sure. Pe- the people wanted to hear it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I yeah. Thank it you was, for. Yeah. It, well, it was shocking in in different ways depending yeah. on who you were. Like either you're like, how dare they say that, or you were like, holy shit, they can finally say it for us. Yeah, holy exactly. shit, like you can yeah. get away with saying that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like a bu- yeah. it like blew apart like all that shit like and it just you know cracked like in like you said on all sides. And and that's like, you know, uh, the whole the, man, the, the hip hop industry was super affected by things being banned or, sure, you, know, so. uh, you know, way more, than even, way more than even the heavy metal. Yeah. Way, yeah, yeah. way more. A than lot heavy. of that has to do with race. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. But like, it's just like heavily affected. There's a book um, called uh, I think it might be I'm looking it up right now that I, I also have um that's the hit that that deals with this whole history of rap of of gangster rap uh it's such a good fucking book and uh but but dude these guys were like banned fucking protests protested i mean they this was a time when you could not have a protest about the police and any kind of you know, organized, yeah, yeah. you know, type of constructive fashion. Right. And they're like trying to do shows. It's just insane. Um, so they, they, they were the first ones, I think that as far as hip hop meant, where they were like, boom, this book is called original gangsters, the untold story, original gangsters. Sorry. I'm a white boy. The untold story of Dr. Dre, easy ice cube, Tupac, the birth of West coast rap. This book is awesome it's so comprehensive and very well done by ben westhoff so if you're interested in you don't even have to be interested in necessarily hip-hop to like this book just just the his just like to learn about how this all occurred if you're interested in music or the music industry at all this is a very unique story because this you want to talk about the wild west you want to talk about gangster shit like that's what this mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. all of that stuff like transferring over to death row records all that kind of stuff just it's it's very very insane and it's very very wild wild west type shit yeah, so that's the sure. cool last book that'll tell you a lot about the um hip hop side of this but we will get to two, two live crew as you as you mentioned before we sh- let's move on to them Okay. They are probably the most talked about as far that you know them, you love mm-hmm. them for their hit, Me So Horny. <laughs> and when, uh, when you mean the royal we, you mean everybody. I mean everybody. Oh, yeah. editorial. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody. The royal Well, yeah, because I, I was not, uh, I, I wasn't then, and I've never really been a big rap 
person. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, when I was you know 12, 13, I was totally like into the uh, Dirty As We Want to Be album because of how dirty it was. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, when you when you get a song where the guy's like literally saying, put your lips on my dick and suck my asshole. Like that was in a song in the eighties. I could not fucking believe it when I, when I first heard it, I'm like, my dad's getting pissed off about danger, danger. Meanwhile, this exists. Well, hang on to your hats, old man, because I'm going to bring this album into the house now. And, and just, just so Twitter doesn't explode on you. You do know it's called as nasty as they want to be. And we know that that was a slip of the tongue. So you said, you said as dirty as they want to be, which is oh, okay. the same well, as far as I, but I just, okay. I just, yeah. yeah. So uh, this, yeah, I'm not a big rap person, but no, I did, I did have that album. I do, I know the album, you know. Um, and, and that's what this was an album that you didn't have to like hip hop. You just had to be exactly, a, a kid yeah. who hated your parents yeah, or or, yeah. or was rebelling to own this record. This was this this album could not have been more admonished in the press, uh, and and it made it so much more coveted. By everyone, and that's Absolutely. exactly what the PMRC did unwittingly or yeah, unknowingly. They made you was want it more. Yeah. they they just sold records for people. Like <laughs> they they, they they printed money for a lot of these these artists because just having that sticker was like oh shit. Now you think like I know people listen to this all over the country, and like we tend to sometimes think like oh yeah we do whatever, but like middle America kids like that don't have a lot of access to this pre-internet like this has the bad sticker on it this is what i fucking want you know what yeah, i mean sure. like that, Absolutely. and it just Absolutely. sold fucking albums yeah it, so it, everybody it made you wanted want it more. yeah, yeah. Made you want it more yep um, and, and everybody wanted this this album in particular which was their second album um but go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> uh, no, was, uh, no, was, no i was just gonna uh mention and you're you're probably getting to this but i i wanted to say that uh uh, I remember because I was lived in Florida at the 1989. time. 1989. 1990 uh, is when they uh, Florida bands to live crew album. They are and well, I was at in the end of 89. Oh, the, sorry. Okay, well that's a different thing than what I was going to bring up. Oh, uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's what led to this. Is in 1992, live crew performed in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah. got arrested on stage. Mm -hmm. Arrested. For yeah. performing their music because they refused to compromise, you yeah. know, uh, kind of like Jim Morrison when he was on Ed Sullivan was like, "No, I'm not changing the lyrics to light my fire, even though I didn't write the fucking song. Uh, I'm singing it as it was. We're saying higher uh, because we don't care if you think it's about marijuana because it is. Mm. <laughs> but uh, it was the same kind of principle. It was the same kind of principle that they stood on. They were like, "No, we're, we're going to say what we want to say. These are our lyrics. We love our lyrics, and you know, First Amendment and all that." Uh, and so, yeah, they got fucking arrested in in Fort Lauderdale uh, and, for for just just for their words. They, it wasn't even like they were putting on a show. It wasn't like they had half naked girls dancing around or anything. It was just for the lyrics. They got arrested. No. And that's the ultimate like you want to talk about like punk rock as an attitude. That is one of the ultimate like things, because as I I, and we, I, I second guessed, I thought we were talking about this. But in 1989, this was brought to like this the supreme court of of florida and as as obscenity and it was upheld by their court and banned in the state of florida you were not allowed to sell yeah. this record and many arrests were made 
of independent record store owners mm-hmm. that had the album that they sent in. You want to fucking talk about these narcs, dude? They sent fucking undercover cops into the record stores to ask if they had like, hey, you got that two life crew record? And, right. you know, they're like, yeah, man, I got you. And then like, you're under arrest. Yeah, it was so yeah. I mean, that to me, like, and I know this, a lot of. Like- like, 19, yeah, it, 1989, 1990 sounds like a long time ago to some people, but man, it's, it's really not. not. This, that's what I was going to say. This is like with this is in our lifetime, you know, like, yeah, like we're not that fucking old. I mean, we're yeah. in our 40s, but we're not that fucking old. Like, it, it sounds insane when you say it, when you say, yeah, like you, you people were getting arrested for trying to buy a record in a store. That sounds insane now. But this it, it, it was a in- real thing. And that we, that we went yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And they can and this yeah they and they so they're banned in the state of Florida anyway and they come and tr- do their performance and yeah they're arrested like and, and like the, and like I, I was was uh, saving this until we talked about it but the the copy of nasty as as they want to be that I had was a copy of a copy it wasn't like I I didn't have the album because you couldn't oh, get shit. it yeah. I had like a friend taped it like these were. This like this was kind of this thing that went around, like where everyone taped that and Ice T and Grandmaster Flash and um, and then like and Wasp. Wasp was a big one uh, where like if your parents caught you with a Wasp, and that's not rap, that's metal, but like they were they they were incredibly foul in their lyrics. Um, you know, like they were a hair metal band, but like they had a song called uh, "Fuck Like a Beast." It was called Animal, Fuck Like a Beast. Uh, they, they had a song called Dirty Balls, uh, a song called Mean Motherfucking Man. Like, they, they were, they did not hold back on their language at all. They were very uncompromising. And so, like, those types of, like, things you could not find because your parents knew to look for it or or it was flat out illegal to buy, like, the Two Life Crew. And so, like, but everyone had it because it went around, like, tape to tape. People would tape it for their friends, you know? And, so, and to just drop a little perspective on what you just said with that, that is exactly what it was like in Russia. People were not allowed to listen to any heavy metal before before like they brought over the that first heavy metal festival. Uh, I forget what it's called, but like Ozzy was on it. Bon Jovi was on it. Fucking, you know, all those people. Uh, they basically, they, basically, my dad went to uh, Gorbachev with a with a, a shoebox of my and, tapes and was and like, was, "Hey, can like, you send all these fucking send these fuckers or... to Russia? Get them away from my son." It, That's how that happens. Yeah, it, it, it did happen, <laughs> but but I mean, no, like you're talking about a copy of a copy. Like that's what they had to do. Like yeah, nobody could even own this music mm-hmm. that all these bands were coming over to play. Yeah, but the most they knew were like uh, the Scorpions and Ozzy because they were tape trading these copies of copies of copies on the street illegally. Yeah. It's insane, and that's what was happening in Florida and the United States of America thirty years ago. Yep. Insanity, insanity, dude. This is art, people. This is art. Think about it. Think about it. Put it. I had perspective. a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend once too, man. Not during Nam. Yeah, cool. I I had a girlfriend once. Yeah, man. Don't recommend. Once Don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, told, <laughs> I told you never to marry, right, son? <laughs> but I've touched and everything I, I know. <laughs> no, uh, I had a girlfriend once who uh, she used to hide uh, um, bad music, like or not bad, but like you know, dirty stuff like this. Uh, sh- she would get like cheap ass tapes of 
like whatever, like like the Almond Brothers or some shit. Because like it, because you could tape over an actual tape. Yeah, you could you put, put a little strip tub, of scotch yeah. tape over the hole. You know, um, yeah. I'm explaining for people who aren't 80 years old like we are. You do that with VHS <laughs> tapes as well. Yes, yeah, so you could. You, you just have to tape. cover that slit at the top. That right. Whatever. Right. Uh, but it was it was done much more with cassette tapes uh, yeah, by teenagers, you know, and like you put that piece of tape over the hole and then you could tape over an official album. Like you could buy an album by the Allman Brothers and tape right over the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And her parents were like super, super Christian, which is why she was dating me, because like who better to piss off her parents Did than the guy. The that no, it was the opposite. It's like who better to, to piss off her parents than the guy who's giving her morbid angel to listen to? Uh, and so she would get the because like her parents would if it was a blank tape, her parents would listen to it, you know. But if like if it was just like a regular tape that looked right, they didn't know you could tape over. So she would have like you know something really fucking mellow, like the Oak Ridge Boys or something. Meanwhile, I was I whoa would... whoa, don't tape over <laughs> the Oak Ridge Boys. Come on now. What? No, come on. A sixteen-year-old headbanging chick doesn't want to listen to that shit. I, I'm just it's like take anything, fucking Air Supply, okay? Like okay, something, that's better. Thank you. something real. Barry Manilow, like tapes like that, like you could get really cheap, and mm-hmm. like and, or, or find around the house, like anything, like with just that was her collection because like she could hide stuff on that you know you know i remember putting like fucking slayer and stuff on 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 tapes like this for her yeah that's insane it's it's very crazy that that this all happened and this was like throughout this was overturned in 1992 in the state of florida however still upheld by some mayors who were like, it's still illegal in this city. Don't sell the fucking thing with and made further arrests, dude. Yeah. yeah. To make a fucking to, to be an asshole. Yeah. I mean, this is in sanity, people. This is why yeah. you have to make sure that you pay attention to what is being censored and why it's yeah. being censored. And you have to be careful of where this is coming from. Because exactly. Where do you get the information? Because. Uh, you have to be careful of, of where the where this this stuff is stemming from because people will put it in different disguises. You know, like they'll they'll say, "Oh, this is for the sake of your kids. You don't want your kids to hear this." Or as we have now with censorship, now uh, you know, because like they always try to make it sound like it's a good thing. Like back then, it was like, "Well, you want your you know your impressionable young minds." It's like, yeah, we believe in freedom of speech. You know, for adults. Because you're an adult and you can handle it if you want to listen to two life crew, uh, a two life crew song called "Suck My Dick," you know, uh, you can handle it. You uh, can handle it. But you're you're like we're doing a good thing here. We're trying to protect your children. It's always it's always that. And now we're dealing with that with these um, people who like it used to be that the people on the right, the right wingers, were like all about the censorship. Now it's the people on the left. The people on the left, the liberals who who just want to protect you, you know, from being triggered. It's like, oh well, just so you know, this 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 story contains rape, or this song is about violence, or whatever, and it might upset you. And that's censorship. It's still censorship, but it's always disguised. No matter who's doing it, it's disguised as trying to help and do a nice thing. But it's censorship. That's all it is. Just um, something to keep your eyes out for and think about, uh, for sure. No, it's uh, it's censorship. No, no matter how you slice it. Uh, and no, I mean I, to think about that. That's happening is what I mean. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, there was also a big thing uh, with this um, with stuff that wasn't even 
on the fucking records. Uh, there was a big thing about backmasking. Uh, oh God, you know, dude! You right? Oh, you remember? You remember? Like the, 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 you remember? You remember? Know, you're you're you remember? <laughs> you fucking Back, old. Backmasking was uh yeah that was that you satanic messages were hidden in the uh, albums yeah. we played them backward. Well yeah yeah backmasking is uh yeah it's it's subliminal uh it's something that was recorded backwards that's a, like a subliminal message and backmasking was like this big thing with uh it, probably more so in the 80s it was like this you know the whole yep. satanic panic era uh mm-hmm. where you know like they were saying that ozzy and and uh you know stuff like bands like that metal uh, band ozzy has one judas priest got in trouble for one right like uh yes it was, well, it, well it was a couple I, go ahead I, I yeah i could tell you and i just know this from memory i remember it happening um mm-hmm. the ozzy one was a song called suicide solution and right. It was tied to uh, someone's suicide. This kid shot himself, killed himself, and the parents wanted to blame heavy metal because it's always heavy metal's fault. It's not the parents' fault or the people who are involved in the kid's life. It's it's some guy who he never met. Um, mm. So anyway, uh, they, they they jumped upon suicide solution, even though like they had no evidence of that that was the, what the kid was listening to. Uh, but just because it was called suicide solution. Now, suicide solution, that song isn't about committing suicide and how it's a solution to things the the they're using the word solution as a as a double meaning solution as in alcohol uh suicide solution is about how drinking too much will kill you it's an anti-alcohol song they're saying solution like alcohol and alcohol solution they're calling it a suicide solution all you have to do is listen to the lyrics to understand british people Oh yeah, you know. it's it's just yeah. no, it's just wine is fine. No, I know, it's I get you. Liquor. Suicide yeah. is slow with liquor. That's the, like that's what the song's about. But they tried to jump on it. They're like, here's our chance to blame someone else. So they blame Ozzy, and they go after him for this song. And they try to say that he's saying, "Get the gun, get the gun, shoot, shoot, shoot." shoot, yeah. shoot. And it's not there. There is a small little sound that's like shh, 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 shh. But there is no fucking get the gun. That's not on there at all. Um, yeah, it's probably a symbol probably like going backwards is what they're hearing yeah it's just, it's just part of, it's just part of the the rhythm of the song the sh sh it is it's not someone saying shoot get the gun it's just sh 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 that's all it fucking is the, you know? these backward masking things are the most like amongst amongst the most ridiculous of yeah. ridiculous shit like what like how like this is where you can find anything that you're looking for if you're looking for it in something right, you know right, what i mean that's an right. example of this and it has without any bearing there's no bearing yeah. on that and, and 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 like yeah i don't did you do you well, watch the, mr the, did you watch mr show at all uh, uh no uh, but before we get off this i did want to talk about the judas priest case oh okay uh, we're still talking about it but they, okay, they do an ahead. awesome they do an awesome uh there's an awesome sketch that parodies this where a band like comes in to visit this kid who um, it was trying to commit suicide to one of their songs and he jumped in a pit of acid and it's just like he's covered up and it's his head he's like oh my god i can't believe you're here and they pull it down and his body's all like like hot dogs and shit and then they put out their next single is like uh do it do it jimmy head first this time and it's like a complete, <laughs> it's a complete you know uh, they're making light yeah, of that sure, kind of situation sure. so i that's a funny thing yeah, 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 the Judas Priest one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, like in in 1990, the same year that uh, Two Life Crew got arrested in Fort Lauderdale, uh, Judas Priest, uh, my favorite uh, band ever. I love Judas Priest. 
Um, they got hauled into court in 1990 because uh, a couple of kids who were fans of Judas Priest, uh, they formed a suicide pack, uh, a couple of kids in Nevada, and um, and the, and of course, you know, people tried to blame it on the fact that they were fans of Judas Priest. And this time, they did have like proof that they were listening to a certain album. Uh, they were listening to uh, Stained Class, uh, which is a 1978 album. And again, this happened in 1990. So this song came out 12 years before uh, this this even happened. So for 12 yeah. years, this song didn't convince anyone to kill themselves. And by the way, this song wasn't even one of their songs. This was a cover that they did by, by a band called Spooky Tooth. So it, this, this, uh, this song is even older than that. Um, and so they didn't even write the words to the song, but they got dragged into court over it. And the whole backmasking thing came into play saying like, oh, you had hidden messages that were like deep, deep under the music and recorded backwards. It was like, give me a fucking break. And they had to go through this whole thing and they had to like sit through these, these, these things where like, you know, audio experts tried to break it all down and there's nothing there. And the fucking case was dismissed. Of course it was, because it's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah. yeah, this was a big thing. And this was, this was really for the, um, the heavy metal albums. There were there yeah. was no other uh, like like genre yeah, was, music that no, got yeah, this it was, shit. It was always it was always these these hyper religious types uh, trying to blame their their kids' suicides or, or murders on um, on heavy metal bands. It was like oh it's it's not my fault that my son hates his life. It's Dio's fault. You know right. it's, it's a fucking absurd. You know but uh, yeah. Yeah, and then also The Gate, the movie, one of my all-time favorite horror movies, uh, features a backward, backward, backward masking plot. Uh, so, yeah, one, one of my favorites, Trick or Treat. Yeah, um, it, that, same thing. Yeah, that's 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 all about heavy metal and the, the the satanic panic. It was all inspired by that. God, that movie's fucking rules. Sammy Kerr lives, baby. Fuck yeah! And uh, shout Angie, out to Tangie. I was going to say shout out to Tangi for uh, she posted uh, the link to that on. Uh, I think on our YouTube page, like a link to watch that movie for free on YouTube. So thank you, Tangi. Uh, oh, I bookmarked that. So shouts out. Oh, um, wait, did we go over this? Have you not seen that fucking movie? Not that one. Oh, the, yeah, but uh, don't worry. I've seen The Simpsons and I love it. You're a musician. You're a metal yeah. fan. You're a fan of Satan. Like you have to watch that movie, dude. I, I will. I've seen a lot of things, dude. And it's I the will. best. It's the um, best. Absolutely. I have a poster for it in my house. Like I know. It, you have I, to. I'm aware. It. I am aware. Uh, I'm aware of it. Uh, but dude, yeah, that backward masking. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, man. Fuck Green Room. Room. Watch this. This is the fucking metal horror movie for sure. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say so. Yeah, so we're so we're talking about backward masking, which is another thing. But I think we should also then that piggybacks onto the actual album covers that were banned. I wanted to talk about that. Are you ready to transition into that? Uh, you... Well, yeah, we we could talk about that. I mean, that's definitely a big thing. Um, I did want to mention a couple of songs. Uh, okay. We, oh yeah, we can go down the fi the dirty fifteen or, or famous. Yeah, yeah, I think we should yeah, get, yeah. we should talk about the dirty fifth uh, the filthy fifteen, filthy 15 uh, because yeah, we were yeah. talking about the you know the the PMRC, the PMRC. Uh, and they had this list that they came yeah. out with. I think we should mention that uh, before yeah. we get onto the the covers. Uh, they had a list of songs. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, they gave them different categories of like this one promotes drugs this one promotes violence this one promotes the occult which the is occult. The, yeah which is the most like, hilarious of them all so you we know, better like, put a sticker on it yeah yeah 
Uh, but they had, you know, I, I jotted these down because to me it's just funny. Uh, you know, like uh, one of them, of course, was Judas Priest, of course, uh, with their song Eat Me Alive, which they thought was just too foul and terrible. And I mean, right. you know, he does say, you know, I groan in the, <laughs> groan in the pleasure zone. <laughs> well, For I mean, sure. that's fine. I'm going to force you at gun gunpoint to eat mm. me alive. Um, and, you know, yeah. they didn't even know that Robert Halford was gay at the time. Like, if they had known that he was probably talking about eating out his asshole, they probably would have hated it even more. But and they it would say asshole eating at the, like, sex violence, <laughs> asshole eat. Asshole yeah, eat. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's sexual and it's gay sexual, which makes it even worse, according to them. Allegedly. Uh, Motley Crue's Bastard, uh, because it, like, you know, contains, like, uh, suggestive like killing a baby yeah violence uh, yeah uh, you mentioned prince earlier they had prince on there sheena easton darling uh, nikki yeah. yeah yeah uh wasp i mentioned earlier their song wasp, animals, talk like animals talk like a beast as the aforementioned <laughs> uh merciful fate uh into the coven because of the whole satan thing uh Vanity, which I don't even know this song, but it's a great title. Strap, strap on. on, strap on, Robbie, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, I I I want that. You don't even have to put a sticker on that. I want to buy it. Strap want, on, Rob, Robbie, baby. I want I want I want a sticker that just says "Strap on, Robbie, baby." <laughs> yeah, and put that sticker on the record, and I'll buy it twice. There you go. And, and Def Leppard, Def Leppard, who had many, many songs that were about sex, they didn't nail him for that. No. Uh, they they nailed them for a song called High and Dry because it's about drugs and, and getting drunk. Yeah. Uh, drugs and alcohol. Uh, we mentioned we're not going to take it. Uh, of course, Madonna was on there. And here's here's the thing for you youngsters. Uh, people don't realize it now, but Madonna was an enormously controversial figure in the 80s and 90s. So big, yeah. Ignor not, not just popular. I mean, she was, like, scandalous. Like, mm -hmm. the songs that she did and, like, the videos she did, Like a Virgin and stuff like that. Um, Her sex book. Yeah, yeah. Hot. But 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 it's but more than that. Like like people just like she's such a uh, kind of just like you know people hear Madonna now and they're just like oh yeah yeah you know Madonna it's like this poppy eighty stuff it's like no you don't understand she was this in she was a controversial figure she she pushed things very intensely like with her whole stance on um, freedom of expression and yeah. uh, you know First Amendment and uh, and the the. And that women should be able to present themselves sexually, that they the the right to their own bodies. She was a right. very controversial figure. You don't uh, think she, people see that, see her as that right as now? Much. Is that is that no. a generational thing? Because no, I no, think I, that's I, like a, she's like a powerful figure in that. No, I think like, I think younger people now like just yeah, they're like, oh yeah, Madonna. She was you know because like it's you know like in the age where you have like wet ass pussy being performed on CBS live, it's not it doesn't have the same power like to go back and listen to like a virgin you know like uh, it's I guess. you know what i mean uh, I people so. don't people don't realize that she would she brought in all of that stuff she opened the door for all of that uh but she had a song that's on there called dress you up and it's really more the video was a big problem because mm -hmm. it was uh it was like was considered sacrilegious so it wasn't even like the overly uh, overtly sexual stuff that she did that got her nailed for this it was that she had like this this Catholic imagery and like the fucking Pope got all bent out of shape and told people to boycott her concerts and people did and all that. Dude, if you get the Pope to fucking comment on you on any fashion, right? You're doing you're doing something right. Right. 
even a bat, even a one star Yelp review from the Pope is the best thing you could hope for. I mean, yeah. give me a break. You're doing the best, dude. But I mean, I think we should also. I mean, of course, you have Venom on here, possessed. But that's like almost yes. goes without saying that well, that would yeah, be on. Yeah, that, like that's probably that's probably the most <laughs> hardcore of the occult uh, stuff that yeah. they listed because, like, in that song they say, "I drink the vomit of the priests." You know, yeah. I make Which love. With, cool. I make love with dying whores, and Satan is my. That's master. fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. No, but I mean, totally that's fine. the most that's the most hardcore thing on it, the list. It, it's pretty. It's pretty overt. It's yeah, out it's, there. That's it's like not... some intense devil worship shit when you get to Venom. You know, like, you know, like they have Sabbath on there, they have Motley Crue, but when they get to that Venom song, it's like, well, yeah, like that's the full on, like, I want to kill people for Satan. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> that like yeah. really brings it. Which uh, is cool. But, but, but I mean, this one also, like, that you would never think of Cindy Lauper, Shebop, the masturbation song. Well, that's, a th- yeah, that's exactly why it was on there. You know, yeah. and like that's one of those songs where I think a lot of people, like, don't even realize that that's what it's about until you tell you're like i thought this was just a fun song it's about this so i'm supposed to not like it no you know yeah lyrically it says you know they think i need a chaperone because i can't stop messing with the danger zone like no it's about female masturbation that's what yeah of course it is yeah Yeah, absolutely it is but you know but there are songs that aren't on this list that that uh got censored and got banned um one of them, and I think a lot of people don't know this, is uh, Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison. Mm-hmm. was originally Brown Skinned Girl, and they made him change it. Wow. The song was originally about uh, an interracial relationship. He was singing a song as a white man about a, a, a black girl that he, was, that he had loved. And they made him change it to Brown Eyed Girl. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and even beyond that, they made him change and- a certain line. There's a line in the song, even as you know it now, there's a sign in, line in the song uh, where, where he says, making love in the green grass. And for radio, he had to, they, they edited it and just put, you're my brown eye girl. They put like one of the other lines in the song over that. When, so you wouldn't hear that. When you say they, you mean the record company, their, their label no, no, the, made them change the radio, it? The, yeah, no, no, I mean the yeah, brown but, skin but, girl. Yeah, no, the, yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he that's was what I mean. To change it, yeah, to record the song, and then, okay. and then even then, he was like censored on top of that with uh, the line "making love in the green grass." Saying "making love in the green grass" was too scandalous for radio, and uh, I think nowadays you hear it as it you hear that line, but back then, uh, even when I was growing up, I noticed it because I I knew the song from actually having the song, and it would be on the radio. I was like, they took out that making love part really and this was like in the 90s like they still took that shit out uh another one that uh that really uh that re- really kind of uh blew me away is when uh um tom petty had a song in the 90s called you don't know how it feels mm-hmm. and uh in that song he says let's roll, roll another, joint. another joint yeah but I didn't like I didn't because I'm not a Tom Petty fan. I didn't have the fucking album, but I heard that song on the radio a lot at the time because like everywhere you went, that song was playing and it was it was a censored version. They they couldn't mm-hmm. say roll another joint on the radio. And so it was like, let's roll another. Yeah. It was like this. Yeah, it would be like a weird, like backward well, yeah. asking, dude. Well, yeah, you know, I found I found out what it was and they they just took him saying joint and played it backwards. So it was backward back masking. Yeah. That's why it's this weird sound where it's like 
Yeah. Well, like I was always like, what the fuck is he saying? It's like I knew it in my head. I'm like, he means joint. He means he means let's roll another joint. But why is it like let's roll another like it's, and that's but, what it is. It's joint yeah. played backwards. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy because like that was also in the time that they were trying to get away with as much as possible where it would be like a like a like on a lot of like when they're taking out the curses. But then you'd have your full blown clean version where like it'd be a completely different at least like a whole maybe sometimes like a whole verse or two lines in a verse are completely changed this is especially in hip-hop stuff at that time like the 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 edited versions would be nuts the bananas absolutely juice yum yum (laughs) yeah it's so so insane dude so insane and and hilarious hilarious when you think about it but yeah, but there were a lot of other songs like throughout history, like Strange Fruit by Billie Holiday was uh, was banned because it was uh, about um, a lynching, about a racial lynching. And like, mm-hmm. you know, like she's singing about it in this passionate way of how horrifying it was. And it was like, oh, that's too intense to listen to. Meanwhile, it's happening all over the fucking country. But white people are like, that's a little too intense. We don't want to admit the fact that we're horrible. You know, and so that was cool. <laughs> Uh, uh, Madonna again, like a prayer, was another one that there was a big issue with. Uh, Pepsi mm-hmm. dropped it. They like Pepsi had it in a commercial. They dropped it because religious people had a problem with it. They thought it was blasphemous. Uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds by the Beatles, you know, because you know it stands for you know Lucy Sky Diamonds LSD, you know. Um, and then of it, course it, the one that was didn't just like a. I'm sorry, and like a prayer wasn't the video also like it was the big deal because it was also like a black Jesus was on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, so it had like this whole it was like it was so yeah. awful that it was so crazy that they pulled it for all these weird reasons. But it got r- like a, in a yeah, race in fact, you know issue you know where I, it was like so. Bizarre. You know what? I, I misspoke. It was like that was the song where the pope was had people. Yeah. Boycotting, I, uh, boycotting. I, I thought so. I didn't. I yeah. thought maybe. But I was no, wrong but but that other song, yeah, like the, a the prayer. Dread, but dress you up is on the list of the filthy fifteen mm. uh, that uh, the PMRC put out. Uh, so I am right about that. But no, that that was like a prayer was the one where the the church was all fucking bananas about. Um, but, and, and yeah, it was like that race thing where you're like, "Ooh, what is happening? What? Yeah, what? Yeah. That's what you're pointing out." Like, yeah, that was the problem. Uh, yeah, so gross. But this, the, I think the the song that um, that comes to my mind the most when it comes to censorship. Um, is because like I was uh, like I don't know fifteen or something when this happened. Uh, is Cop Killer by Body Count Ice T's mm-hmm. uh, you know metal band? Uh, they had a song called Cop Killer, and it was it came out in response to you know the the riots in L.A. in '92 over Rodney King. Uh, it was much like um, uh, uh, N.W.A.'s you know Fuck the Police. It was a protest song, uh, but it was a little more extreme when it comes to the violence where it was like, you know, not only fuck these police, let's fucking murder them. Uh, and it, it came out on, on, on body cop on body counts album and mm. everything fucking exploded. Like people went nuts. Like the, the right wing people. I remember Charlton Heston cause he was the head of the NRA at the time he went on the, the fucking news. There's a big press conference with Charlton Heston, like, saying what a piece of shit Ice-T was and how horrible it was that, like, this song even existed. How dare they say this about the cops? And it became such a fucking storm that Ice-T was finally like, you know what? We've got bigger problems in the world to take care of. And he had the the song pulled from the album. And now it's like a collector's item. If you can find, if you have a a copy of the CD or something with that song on it. Um, And, of course, you can find the song anywhere now. You can go online and hear it because it was out forever. But... It's a uh, deal. 
Very yeah, huge deal. Was, I remember when that happened as well. Deal. Huge deal. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so I remember like that song being a big thing in my youth because everyone was like, holy shit, he's just a song about a guy going out and murdering cops because they fucking deserve it. Um, and uh, so I think of that, and then I think of certain album covers. So we can get into your uh, album covers. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing that that is that was we should talk about censorship in music that was a big deal dude like yeah. so much art is like uh, visual art is censored or has been censored uh, in in music in albums you're just like it blows your mind and for the stupidest reasons yeah uh you know so i mean there's like uh i mean there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of them i mean i'm sure we can both go back and forth uh on some of them but like you know some of the more popular i mean i i want to bring up you know slayer mm -hmm. yeah. christ christ illusion they had a couple christ illusion that was that was much later much much later but yeah that that album it, it's later yeah but it's 2006 yeah and it it's uh you know depicts this like amputee like jesus a, yeah like, like a mutilated christ yeah so that was a big well, guess what yeah. uncle johnny owns it yeah, <laughs> uh, this is also produced by you know Rick Rubin. This album, mm -hmm. yep. Um, well, he he did almost everything by Slayer. Yeah, I mean, you know, what... best you know, it was back when they were Def Jam, and uh, and Slayer was on the Jeff Def Jam label. So yeah, this is the American label. This is the first pressing. Right, I'm uh, saying, uh, yeah, I'm I, saying, I remember. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Back, what you're... But back like South of Heaven, all that that was all Rick Rubin too. Yeah, so he's still on here doing this. Um, but this is uh, hard to find, and that's banned. Mm -hmm. But, like, going back, like, that was a jump to, like, uh, modern, because I just wanted to pull out that one, my precious, and show you. But this has been going on for forever. I mean, you know, you've got, you know, okay. Well, I, I mean, there's a... I, I, like there was a a poison album when I was a kid when I was you know like uh, okay yeah so that's where I'm like where do we want to start because I'm like ah what year do we want to start in right but well, this poison is is good but even pre poison has some stuff too no, but there, no there is there, no there's more than that I was just talking about my own personal experience I remember the first like album artwork that I ever remembered like people having an issue with uh, and of course there was more before that but this was just in my own experience yeah. and I was like twelve and um. It's look what the cat dragged in, and it's uh, a Poison album that was. They, there's a regular cover and there's a band cover, and all it was is it's like it's this guy who he looks like a member of like he looks like he's right out of the the, the stage show Cats. He's like a cat man, and he has this giant long tongue, this giant <laughs> long tongue. That's all it is. Yeah, it's a it's... long tongue. That's it. There's no. He's, he's not like licking anyone's vagina. He, nothing. He's just got a long tongue hanging out, and yeah, that yeah, yeah. and that was fucking banned because of that. And so like the band one that everyone that you saw all the time, it was just like they blacked that part out. So all you see is like these cat you eyes. The eyes, dude. Yeah, yeah. But the original cover is like this this cat man with this giant tongue. That was too much for like too late '80s America, apparently. <laughs> and I so remember that, and I was just like, what? Like. Like, why is it? Because some people are like, oh, dude, they banned the cover. And like, I had only seen the one with the bar. And I was like, what could possibly be on the cover? I was all excited to see it. And then I finally saw it. And I was like, that's it? It's just a So anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah, so dumb. Yeah, you know, like I was expecting some big luscious hooters, something. No, it's just the guy big with the Big luscious hooters. Yeah. 
but but yeah speaking of uh you know big dog tongues um you know david bowie's diamond dogs album the first cover of that he's a part man part dog if you're familiar with that cover and it initially it shows him like he's a male dog and you see the dog dick and they went back and just blacked it out right right uh in into stuff so that like that one also like you know alice cooper's that love it to death record the original cover he's like got his thumb through his through his zipper like yeah, through his looking, pants. Yeah. yeah and they they airbrushed that out into uh sky and sand yeah uh apparently but one like this is since this is in my uh top fav- five favorite records of all time is roger waters the pros and cons of hitchhiking that cover uh is banned uh because the woman on the front who is a hitchhiker is is nude and you see her from the back uh, a naked uh rear end oh no butt crack and oh, whoops and on the uh censored one they actually put the parental advisor the sticker like that that's over her ass like right so i only ass. i only have that version mm-hmm. um which sucks but i that's the vinyl version i have yeah yeah uh but yeah it's just it's like that's weird but you know even like fucking uh oh like appetite for destruction has a whole other cover that was banned Mm -mm. did you know that no yeah it was it's this painting like that's uh oh no wait i do know this i did it's it's on because it's on the inside yeah 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 yeah, 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 you do see it yeah i know i know exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah but they banned that was originally the cover which is weird because it's like you don't understand why it would even be banned yeah It, it looks i mean Honestly, it, I mean, it looks badass for people who don't know what it is. It's like this. It's like a sci-fi type of cover. This yeah. robot rape machine, like, I guess, obviously, is like done something to this woman who has pant her pant. I mean, it's pretty graphic. And then there's this other monster that's coming to like right over the fence to like kill this robot raper, which it, he deserves. <laughs> But, but it's it, not it super look, graphic. It's it's like it, I mean I don't know. I, I guess it's living here. But like could, he's not. It could be suggestive. The panties around the interpretively. Yeah. yeah. But, well, but I. Go ahead. I was gonna say I think I'm glad that they put that on the inside and the other thing on because this almost makes them look like a completely different band than they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, yeah. like, if I saw this, I wouldn't think they sounded like Welcome to the Jungle and shit. You know, it, it makes it makes me think of um, another album cover, though, uh, that I don't think there was it was never banned, but there's been a lot of controversy around it over the years. And that's uh, it's Foreigners Head Games album. Uh, and the cover of that album is uh, it's like a girl, like a young girl in a bathroom, like a girl in like a girl's bathroom at a school. And yeah. she like she's like turned like her back's to you, but she's looking at the camera and she looks kind of scared and her hands are like up on the on the bathroom stall. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's like she looks scared, like someone's about to rape her, like someone's oh, like shit. But no, what if you look at it, what she's doing is she's 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 scrubbing the bathroom wall. What it's what it is is like she's this girl and like there's a like someone wrote on the wall like, hey, this chick gives great head, you know, something like that. And so she's scrubbing her name off the bathroom wall. That's what it is. And she looks scared. Uh, but she's like, oh, shit, someone's going to see this. They're going to know that I'm a hoe, you know, right. and that's that's what it is. Uh, but that, that album was never banned. But like some people just like take the cover the wrong way. You know, they mm-hmm. like think that it's like like she's being threatened or something by like you like to like, that cover. 
that so was, was never changed. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, no. She's a, she's a fully clothed girl. It's like there's nothing, but like she just looks scared, and so people are like, "Oh, she must be getting raped." It's like, no, she's scared that someone's going to see her name and number on the bathroom wall, and she's scrubbing it off the wall. That's why her hands are on the wall. You yeah, know? like uh, I so, said, you could find if you're looking for it, you'll find it, dude. Sometime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go through a few. Like, oh, of course, "Kill 'Em All" was called "Metal Up Your Ass" by Metallica first. Mm-hmm. That cover, if you haven't seen it, it's really fucking cool. I, I remember this back when I was the, a kid. The, the bloody it, hammer? Or... It, it, no, it, it's a toilet with the knife, the guy's hand and the knife coming up through it. Oh, oh right, right. Okay, it, it, see, it's, it's the, the original, so fucking yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, I this forgot. is the original yeah, cover yeah, yeah. for Kill 'Em All. Sorry. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah it's that's right. so rad. It's so rad. If you haven't seen it, it's really one of the best ones. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, because I was thinking like the bloody hammer with Kill 'Em All was like, that's the cover of when they finally changed the name of yeah. it. Yeah, I forgot because yeah, yeah. I remember I only saw that on like T-shirts and stuff. Like, you know, some guys would have T-shirts, Metallica with like the 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 that, toilet yeah, exactly. Thing. So yeah. good, so cool, yeah. such a cool cover. Um, you know, your buddy's Cannibal Corpse, especially, have many covers that have been banned. Yeah, those those are uh, the ones that those are the ones that uh, were most prominent in my life as far as band covers because I would always make a point to get those T-shirts. Uh, I had a T-shirt for Eating Back to Life, Butchered at Birth, and Tomb of the Mutilated. I, got I was the- just about to ask you. Okay, so Tomb of the Mutilated is the yeah. first one that comes up here. You had yeah. that one because yeah. that was banned. Yeah. Uh, well, that so was, was a banned Butchered. cover. So was so was the other two. It, it's like, it's on this it's on this as well. It's on this yeah. list as well that I'm looking well, at. From yeah. the very beginning, like the Tomb of the Mutilated is the most uh, probably. Uh, so, I don't know. Butchered at Birth. Could you could you get those? Than... Did they press any of those that yeah. people could get before it was pulled? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I got them. I got them. I, oh, yeah. I I had the cassette tapes of all of those albums with the with the covers, uh, but then I also saw out and about the the censored covers, like the censored cover of Two and Mutilated is just the the zombie man holding the knife, like that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Uh, and I remember seeing um seeing a, a CD like when CDs were still kind of new. There was a CD of uh, of Butchered at Birth, and it was like wrapped in this paper, this like white paper that covered the entire cover and it wasn't like the store did that it was like a production thing like on the line where it was covered uh where you couldn't see it uh carcass even and this was like later this was like mid 90s carcass came out with a uh with a, a collection called wake up and smell the carcass and yeah. the cover the cover is just black but then you open it and the original cover is a is a photograph of uh of a guy like with head broken open like an actual yeah. photo yeah 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 I think it's on here too. Same thing with Brujeria. Brujeria had an album, uh, Matando Gueros, uh, where they they're holding a head. Where they were, they're holding up a severed head, and like that too, like that they did kind of like the appetite for destruction thing with it, where like they put that photo inside mm-hmm. the uh, the thing, and like the original cover, like the the cover that you get is black, and then you open it, and it's an actual photo of a guy holding up a real severed head. Um, yeah, so you know, these crime scene photos, it's not like the band did that, as far as I know, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but like, even like Pantera's Far Beyond Driven had like a, a, a screw coming out of a guy's asshole on the original cover, did it? Yeah, and then like Typo Negative, the origin of feces, this thing had like a, a real, like, spread asshole open. I'm not going to share my screen on that one for you, well, but there's the, but like, and then there's but it even goes to like shit where you're like. What the fuck? Like, you know, Buck yeah. Cherry, which is like a lame modern band, is like Buck Cherry's Time Bomb. Their sophomore album is currently out of print for a reason. The controversial album cover depicts a child with X's taped over the eyes and mouth, leading 
to corporations like Target refusing to stock the release under the claim of child abuse. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what? I don't like this band necessarily, but like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, it's just like a picture. Like, uh, well, and, that, and that's that. It, it's worth saying that the Cannibal Corpse stuff, like those are those are drawings. They're not like even like. This is a photograph. This is a photograph. Yeah, but it's just yeah, like a kid but, with like tape over. His no, head. no, I know, I know. I was yeah. backtracking, saying as far as like the extremity yeah. of the Cannibal Corpse albums with people like having you know babies ripped out of their stomachs, and everything. Like you know, th- those weren't real photos. Yeah, you know, like the carcass. No, 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 no. The carcass brujeria. Those were like real photos of yeah, like yeah, true yeah. crime photos. But like the the Cannibal Corpse stuff. You know, it's 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 horror fantasy. It's they're just drawings. They're like something you'd see in a horror comic book. Uh, but I have a personal relationship with it because I loved those those covers even more than I loved the fucking music. I loved those covers, the Vincent Locke yeah. artwork, and yeah, cool. so I had I had the T-shirts, you know, of Eaten Back to Life and, and Butcher Birth and all that. And uh, I remember getting in trouble because I was wearing a Butchered at Birth shirt in junior high school. <laughs> I was in junior high, and I'm wearing I'm wearing a Butchered at Birth shirt. And for those who don't know, it's like that cover. It's like this. This woman's dead body's laid out on a slab, and these two zombie-like men are ripping a, a a dead baby out of her body. And behind them, on meat hooks, are all these baby carcasses hanging from the ceiling. Uh, so you know, it's good, good old-fashioned fun for everybody. Uh, but my school were prudes about it, and like, like brought me in where like you can't wear that shirt to school anymore and i was just like what what's the problem like i was just like total just like no man this is this hey is my what's sh-. the problem huh? I was like, this is my shirt you ripped my shirt uh but uh and then and then it gets funnier because uh you know i ended up you know i i you know, got older i went to, to high school and my sister my younger sister uh what because like not to, not to brag, but I was a kind of a popular guy in high school. I was handsome and I was a badass. Nice. I was a popular guy in in junior high and high school, and so my sister going in from elementary to junior high, her like plan of action was like I'll just be like him, and and like so what she did, and I didn't you like know boy. This, what it's, what she did is her first day at at, at junior high, same junior high I went to. She's in seventh grade. She's 12 years old. She steals my butchered at birth shirt and goes to school on her first day wearing it. <laughs> now, she couldn't, she couldn't name one of the songs if she tried. She's never been a fan of the music, nothing. But she was like, well, he's cool and I want to be cool too. And so she she stole my shirt out of my fucking room and wore the fucking butchered at birth shirt to her first day of school. <laughs> It's That's just pretty cool. hysterical. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say on the comment of that, my mom thinks I'm cool. Yeah. Uh, but that is awesome. Uh, an awesome story. Uh, Black Flag's Family Man, uh, which I have near and dear to my heart, which I think you do as well. Also oh. banned. Uh, cover well, that's, Family that's Man. Family. To, has a gun to his head. And head and he's shot like his ch- children and wife like are shot yeah. on the cover as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that they, they, a, that's a, uh, that's a rough one. That's a rough <laughs> one. I, I do have that one as well. Um, uh, like, I guess famously, if we want to get into those, like, never mind, you know, the dick on the, the little baby or not taking it off, all that kind of shit. Um, but we were talking about our good friend Striper earlier, and they have an, the, their album, To Hell with the Devil, uh, which is, 
to me has is way more problematic than it has a lot of more problematic elements than what the problem was. But the issue with Striper, who was a Christian metal band in the 80s, their 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 following of God lovers turned on them because there is like half of a pentagram showing on this album cover. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that was what they were like, even though they're admonishing the devil and going to hell and like. I there just are think angels we should... on the cover. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I know. I just think we should mention, like, Striper is, was a Christian uh, yeah. alternative to, to the hair metal era. You know, like Christian this was metal. like, yeah. Uh, I, I I just wanted to throw in. Um, well, I was talking earlier about the the girlfriend that I had who uh, who uh, like nice. would hide music and everything, and how like her parents because they knew she was listening to like Metallica and Slayer. And then the even worse shit she started listening to with me when I was like, you need to listen to this. And like, I, you know, I got her listening to, you know, fucking deicide and stuff. Um, yeah. So I her parents, the, her, her parents were like, I know this, this striper band might be the answer. Cause it's the metal she loves with the Christian music, the Christian we, message. She so we, surly we needs. Appreci- yeah, appreci- she so surly needs, you know? <laughs> so, and so she, like, we both, listened to that album uh and we were just like we thought it was fucking hilarious we used to listen to that song to hell with the devil we thought it was absolutely hilarious we listened to it a lot uh and then i ended up taping over it and i taped like morbid angel and fucking carcass and whatever else onto it atheist you know (laughs) fucking malevolent creation whatever the fuck you know (laughs) okay so i want to say so on also why this cover is like controversial it has like that fucking pentagram on it but it's a striper like the there's a bible verse in the front isaiah 53 5 and i just want to read that bible verse right now Mm -hmm. uh but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed Mm. this has every punctuation you could put in it comma colon semicolon period except for exclamation and question mark but that's what they put on the cover of their album and their people that love them got mad got mad yep very mad yep pretty funny you know it reminds me it is funny it reminds me too um there was a band uh called deliverance uh in the late 80s early 90s and they kind of had like a, a iron maiden kind of sound you know, they had that like, ah, like, you know, they had that, that yeah. they, they sounded like an Iron Maiden type of band. Uh, gotcha. You know, so not exactly a hair band, like, like, you know, like the ones we were talking about, but a little harder than that. And uh, I remember at the time they had this, they had a video on MTV. It was on Headbangers Ball. And, and my buddy Eddie used to tape Headbangers Ball because my dad, my dad had MTV banned from the house. He like had it blocked through our cable provider. Uh, because he caught my sister watching of the Madonna's and Vogue he, video, and he went down true. to the cable store. He went down. And was no, like, he went. He, you he, don't, went, he, went to to he, he went to MTV. He went to MTV. Demanded his money back from Mr. TV. <laughs> from Mr. TV got it himself. back. Yeah, yep. he did. No, he's. This is true. He saw. He. My sister was watching Madonna's Vogue video, and he was like, "This is trash. This promotes promotes." promiscuity and and homosexuality i'm like i'm like dad how many times have you taken us to the video store and you've disappeared behind the beaded curtain okay 
shut the fuck up. Uh, hey, so, that's for adults, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the feet of so, adult. That's, Kurt. Why, that's why he had it banned. So, like, I couldn't watch Headbangers Ball anymore. So, my buddy had to use to tape it. And anyway, Eddie and I, we saw this video by this band deliverance called Weapons of Our Warfare. And it's like, you know, like the video, like the band's rocking out and they got the long hair and they're wearing all black clothes. And like, there's all this like footage, like stock footage of like missiles going off and tanks and like all this war. And we're like, fuck yeah, dude. Because it sounds good. So Eddie buys the tape, right? Yeah. And like, oh, right away, like I'm, I'm looking at the cover and it's like this guy, like, like the cover is like a guy praying and there's like a sword next to him or something. And I'm like, all right, they're doing like a fucking... Bruce Dickinson, like, you know, flight of victory, so like some bullshit. No, we get it, we put it on, and it's like fucking, it's like Striper, only it's harder, you know? It, it was like, it was a, a, a Christian metal band, but it wasn't like like the hair metal style, like Striper. They got you, dude. Yeah, no, it was like full-on, like, uh, like Iron Man style, uh, and like Weapons of Our Warfare turned out, it was actually about like, how uh like uh, your weapon to to fight back in in the war of like uncertain times is the bible (laughs) of course course it's like and i remember like one of the lyrics like you know it was like rise up with the sword of god and put your armor on and we were like ah and we like just threw it out the fucking and put your armor on You'll What's live to fight another day and everybody's <laughs> no, on. Let's go to heaven. Oh, dude, <laughs> dude, like, you want to laugh. Go check this shit out because, like, it sounds good. But then you're like, oh, wait, they're, they're, this is about Jesus. And we, like, I remember this very clearly. Like, we were like, fuck this. Like, he, like, took it out of the fucking tape deck, threw it out the fucking car window. Just, like, threw it out the fucking window. You ever I- seen a man throw a shoe? <laughs> That's yes, what once. Yes, once. You ever seen a man throw a cassette? He just spot out the window. Yes, once I have. Oh man, so funny. If, if if you don't want to laugh, you should go look at the cover for Mayhem's Dawn of Black Hearts. Which, if you're, un- I mean, sure, Chris, you know what this, I'm talking about. But oh, this yeah. is if you've if you've read That's Until the Light cover, Takes Us, a cover that should be banned though. And it was Probably, just, maybe. And it was just, it was a bootleg. It, it was like a something that they just had. They didn't officially release it. They just put it out like at their concert. It, 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 it's the bootleg cover, yes. Yeah, but yeah. it's like their singer like blew his brains out with a shotgun, and uh, it's well, the... there's more than that. He he, he slit his his arm. His arms, arms are fucking opened. Yeah, he's he's and very he, cut up. And he slit his throat, and his then throat. he then he blew his head off with a shotgun. So yeah. there's a bloody butcher knife and a well, shotgun next to him in his brains. Well, I think it's worth saying that's like what it is is he killed himself, and then his roommate slash band member yes, came yes. home, mm-hmm. saw that he had killed himself in this grotesque, gory fashion, and then went to the Just store. The no, 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 no. Didn't call the cops. Nothing. He's like, wait, I got to go to the store and buy a disposable camera. He was also <laughs> locked out. He was locked out of the house and had to climb in through a window to get in. And yeah. then found the scene, and then yeah. left to go get a camera. Yeah, he and, didn't and, call. The, he didn't call the authorities. Nothing. No, no. First things first. I gotta You're go. Right. I gotta go down to Eckert's or whatever it was, and I gotta get me a, a disposable camera. And he went back. And he took pictures of the, of the scene, mm-hmm. and and then uh, allegedly he a- took pieces. Ooh. Allegedly he took pieces of uh, uh, mm-hmm. of the skull, 
and gave bits, bits of the skull to like their exclusive friends and other band members. Allegedly, but I thought he also ate some of the brains. Yeah, he said like, that. Like, stew, that's another thing. Allegedly ate some of the brains because they were that hardcore. And uh, this but, was Geronimus, and he was also killed later by Varg. Varg he was. So he I guess everyone gets their comeuppance. Later, if you yeah. Uh, it, but, if you haven't yeah. read Until the Light Takes Us, read that for sure. Yeah. Don't don't bother watching Lords of Chaos. That movie was terrible. They made a movie about them, uh, Lords of Chaos. God, it's bad. It's the so- movie is the movie is it's a documentary movie, not good. Just watch, just read the book. I like. I don't know what they were going for. I'm like, why are you I trying to make this? Like they, it was like it was minimalistic, but also they were trying to make it like funny, you it know. Was. And yeah. I was like, why are you trying to make it funny when this shit that you did, what they were horrible. Like all of these bit- people take themselves so seriously, like that. It's like you. I, I see what they were trying to do with funny, but it's like, it's not funny. Like, no, they did horrible things. They burned yeah. down churches. They murdered people. They are the uh, dead. The, the elite singer, he had horrible mental problems and, and, and murdered himself in a grotesque fashion. But anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, the fucking guy puts like, takes the pictures and uses the picture of the dead former singer of the band uh, to put it as an album cover. And it's, it's not a pretty picture. It's horrible. the most black metal shit ever, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty, pretty fucking metal to do that. But, but yeah, I've seen the cover, and, I, and it's not something that I recommend anyone look at because it's NSFW. It's it's not something anyone should look at because not only is it a, a gory dead body, but it's it's sad. It's like this guy had serious problems, and he killed himself. And you're looking, you're like you're getting some kind of like kick off of seeing this guy who butchered himself to death. You know, it's like. No, it shouldn't never have been an no. album ever. So it deserves, no, but it's the but only also, one mentioned tonight that deserves to be picked. Well, I, I mean, I'll be I'll ride the fence on that because he did say that he wanted something like that. And I, I think know. it very much encapsulates what that whole movement was of black metal. So no, on some that. on yeah. some aspect, it deserves to exist. But people, regard, but, no, but, 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 but you shouldn't people, go look at it. No, people don't need that in their head. They don't need the image of that because yeah, he said that, but he was also incredibly disturbed. He, he had serious psychological problems that went untreated. And that's the only reason he said that and was like that. Well, now that you've said that and I had it up in front of me for the last 15 minutes while we were talking, I'll go to the next one. Bon Jovi slippery when wet that. Well, that's know, just filth. Bon <laughs> Jovi was so people don't understand how big Bon Jovi was back then. Okay. He was the biggest thing since sliced bread came to texas town and jesus left chicago bon jovi was killing it jumping up and down jesus Slip- left chicago Slip- slippery when wet the no, original I co- get back. Oh, hold on what? i want to get back to we've never jesus heard that expression Ch- no like i've never heard that that's great what is that what the fuck does that mean it's I've just, never heard yeah, that. Like he's been, she hasn't been there since Jesus left Chicago. Like I haven't seen her since Jesus left Chicago. You never heard that? Like it. I've never heard. There that you before. go. Inter- it's in our lexicon. I thought that you had made it up or something. So that's why I, I, did, th- I can't take credit for it. I, I thought it was a euphemism. I thought it was an expression. I, I, it must be. I just never heard it. So upstate Utica. Oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm <laughs> from Albany. That's why I don't Albany. Know. Albany. Yeah, Albany expression. <laughs> but just to get on a lighter note, slippery when wet. <laughs> is just it's just like a woman and it's not even really that seductive. i mean it's it's sexy she's a sexy lady mm-hmm. with a shirt on that's cut up but it's really only showing like the bare minimum of under boob in a very small way and it's, it's a slippery, slippery wet the, the 
clinical term is boobage. Under boob. It's under boob, though. Well, I'm, I'm saying they're they showing. Have, I know they. I know they're showing under under boob, but the, it, when you're the way you're saying it, they're showing the minimal amount of boobage. Boobage. <laughs> and that's just to my scale so i don't know what everybody else i mean that's a minimum yeah. amount for me and it's just like her mouth is like you have to look at her mouth is like uh, maybe she's coming i don't know what they think is so fucking weird about this but it cuts off with her mouth like halfway like you just see the bottom of her teeth and it's in a pink square and it says bon jovi like so, well, how much how much of a woman's face do you really want to see anyway okay okay that's a different <laughs> but but this cover was banned uh, and they had to change it to where it's just like it said slippery when wet in like say yeah. or like not condensation, but like water on a on a window or something yeah, yeah. like th this one to me seems one of the most innocuous mm -hmm. as far as like, why did you ban this? What was going yeah. on at the time yeah. that they had to like, I still say this the was 1986. Poison. Oh, that one's so ridiculous. It's You're right. That, so that one's stupid because it's not even a. It's, it's it's like just a, a guy with a big it's like a cartoon character with a big yeah, tongue. Yeah, with a big tongue. That's all it is. At least bon it doesn't Jovi say had some it doesn't even say lick it up or anything. No, kiss. it just says like look no, what it the said, it, it's look what the cat drag did. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple Sorry. other ones I, I want to touch on. We've been going long, but no effects. If for my modern punk rockers, heavy petting zoo, the original cover for that got banned because it's like a man loving a sheep. Um, so they had, they had changed that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, they had to change that, but I also like to talk about Slayer. Uh, God Hates Us All, the original yeah. al album cover for that, which I was actually not, I was like, oh shit, dude. Like, I didn't know this was the original cover for that. Yeah, because uh, the modern cover of the cover everyone knows, it's just like, it's very plain. It's just white. It's very plain, yeah. white, a bunch of upside down crosses and yeah, on a perfect. white field. Yeah. But it's because, like, it, it came out on 9-11 when the fucking planes hit. Yeah, yeah. And the imagery, it is it, it, just like a Bible with an, you know, slayer in, in, like, blood and these nails that are pounded into the Bible in the shape of a pentagram. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were like, well, maybe this is too heavy for... 9 for 9-11. It's, so it's also called God Hates Us Hates All. Hates Us All, yeah. yeah. But, uh, uh, how apropos. I mean, it seems like it's right on time, if you ask me. Well, I mean, it's not. they're not saying anything that isn't true. Yeah, um, I mean, it seems yeah. right. <laughs> it seems like right. Jesus it's, it kind of sounds like perfect timing, if you ask me, but well, this I'm, is not another record, thing. I'm not this, a record executive. This is yeah. another thing that, like, younger people just don't understand like people like people that are 18 now they weren't they weren't even born yet when that happened you know it'll be 20 years this year uh that 9-11 happened and uh the the air like there like the feeling of fear and confusion was so intense at that time it wasn't it was insane it was so intense um the the feeling of fear like the the way that people have felt like when COVID started was like the first time since nine eleven that I've felt that same kind of energy uh, with amongst the human race you know that feeling of doom and terror um, and uh, and and so yeah like even little things like that like little album covers or whatever it's like nope nope like I remember like all comedy programming just stopped completely you couldn't even put on a funny show. Because it was just like, nope, everything has to be serious. Oh, we have to yeah. take, everything has to be serious. 
you know, like the Daily Show and Conan O'Brien, they like they they were off for a while, and then when they came, even when they came back, they were like really serious. Like even the, like I remember the announcer. Like usually the announcer was like, "It's late night with Conan O'Brien," and like he was like, "It's late it's night late with Conan night. O'Brien." Like no shit, dude. Like that's how he was for a long time. Uh, and so yeah, like even stuff like Slayer it, it, it album was covers, serious as shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you can find that still. I want to get it. Um, you yeah. can find post. I looked up posters of it, and uh, some of the records are super expensive. But yeah. um, of those, but I, I, some things are stupid. Uh, you know, also Black Flag "Slip It In" was also banned, <laughs> right. which is a nun holding a hairy, like naked leg, like mm-hmm. like in a fucking chokehold or something. Like it, that that one was banned. Yeah. Stupid shit like uh, God was some uh, one of the. Uh, Jane's Addiction albums, uh, it, it had like a draw, it was like a painting of like a, God, I can't remember which one it is, uh, but it's like a painting on it of them, kind of like a religious painting, and they banned it, and then uh, they the band put on there instead just like a white cover that said this album cover was banned because of blah, 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 blah and censorship because of blah, blah, you know, and it's a yeah. religious. Your your freedoms are being like impeded upon. Like yeah, it was like yeah. just basically that was yeah. the cover that they gave them. Um, that was awesome, I think. Um, and your and you you mentioned him briefly, but he deserves mentioning more. Uh, your boy Frank Zappa was an <clears throat> enormous enormous presence when it comes to uh, freedom of expression uh, mm-hmm. and fighting the courts and pushing against censorship. Um, I, I, uh, as I mentioned, I'm not a fan of his music, but I respect him for all that he did, uh, in that, in that field of just, he fought against it hardcore to the point of being annoying, but, but I respect everything he did, uh, like when he, when it comes to that. So, yeah, I mean, he had a, he, he spoke for a long time at that Senate hearing. Um, and for a while after that, you could actually, um, but not just at that hearing. No, no, he's no, I know he spoke about yeah. it a lot, but he also also offered after that the the record that came out after that had a thing that you could like I guess a card like that you could fill out and send into them, and they would send you the transcript of the entire Senate hearing mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that the people could have it, plus a letter from Frank Zappa encouraging young people to vote. Yeah, well, so well all, but I mean, so, like even beyond that whole Senate hearing and beyond that whole thing, like throughout his career, he, he was oh, always speaking absolutely. out against it. He was oh, always speaking out against it. He was probably the most prominent voice in music that came out like against, uh, you know, against censorship more than any other musician I can think of. And he didn't give a fuck, dude. He was already yeah. had his shit. Like he was already off of his record label and he had his own thing at that point. Yeah. He was like, yeah, fuck you. I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And he had a shit. He had an album that got, uh, fuck, I thought I wrote it down, but it got one of the PMRC stickers on it. And it's an instrumental album called like <laughs> to hell with us all. Like the city goes to hell, whatever it is, but there's no lyrics. And one of the songs has like a sexually suggestive, Seal to it. Oh. Just the just no, just the the title of the song. Oh, okay, yeah. And it has a parental advisory. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely like that. Weird. That's the kind of insanity yeah. that this is. Well, the, I, you know, the, there's one. You know, I almost forgot. There's one. Um, uh, the Beach Boys had a song called "God Only Knows," and they they got 
in trouble for that. And it has nothing to do with God or anything. It's like a love song. So, you know, but it's like he uses that that expression, God only knows. And it's like, well, you shouldn't be talk, saying God in, in a way. Like it was considered kind of like saying God damn or something. It's like, oh, you're taking the Lord's name and putting it into this song. It's like they got in trouble for that, for Christ's sake. And, you know, this yeah. is way back. This is like 60s or something. But, uh, but that's how absurd some of this shit can get, you know? And I think a lot of it also comes down to a grudge holding and, and uh, power plays and things like that, sure. uh, especially when you get down and there, to And there's never, there's never a shortage of people, particularly in this fucking country, there's never a shortage of white people who just want something to be mad about, who just look for something to have a problem with. And you see it on both sides. You see, like, the right with their, their super Christian agenda where they're like, you took the Lord's name, even though you're only saying God only knows. That's a problem. And now Wait. we have it on the... I'm sorry? What was the Poison album that we said? Uh, the thing? The cat dragged in. No, it's open up and say, ah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I I, 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 we better... Cr- I mean, people have probably been screaming been at their podcast machine this right entire time. Like, okay. by hand. My no, mistake. I, I, Open up and say, uh, "Our mistake." No, that's our right. Mistake. It's, no, that's I right. just scrolled that's right. past it. No, it's um, like, right, right. Because yeah, the guy's got his mouth open in the tongue. Yeah, of course it's open up and say, "I don't know why mistake. I said the other one." I, I don't know. I don't know why. Us. I don't know why I said it wrong. But because we had poison on the brain, dude. Because they're pretty fucking men. Well, I can't remember everything, you know, uh, <laughs> clearly. But I was saying uh, that we never have a shortage of people in this this world, particularly this country, who who want something to be mad about. They want a reason to get pissed off. And so, you know, like you have it on the right, where you have these people getting pissed off that like, oh, this think of the children and oh, this is occultism. This is against God, you know, and then you have the people on the left are like, oh, this is offensive. Everything's offensive. And it's like, oh, yeah, what about like you can't sing about this you can't make a movie about this because someone might be triggered it's like it's on both sides you know you you have these people who have no real problems have had a pretty easy life so they need to look for something to be indignant about they need something to to crusade about you know uh, they they have no real they, they've had no real hurt you know in their lives so they have to create hurt well there's people who aren't happy unless they're not uh, I found uh, so you that they always uh, find a reason yeah, to exactly. complain about something. And that's what they base their identity on. And that becomes yeah. very sad for a lot of yeah. people, because it's even uh, even though they have a good life and they can they 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 clearly yeah. are doing well, uh, they can't see beyond that. And it's just about finding everything that's wrong, that mm-hmm. especially isn't even there sometimes. Yeah. So I'm sure we all, I'm sure we all know people like that. Yeah. Absolutely, we do. And we're going to be talking more uh, about uh, band things. Uh, This was our band music episode, but we plan to cover films and books on upcoming episodes. So so look for that. We're doing a a whole band uh, series of shows. Band series. Until we get banned. Absolutely. And it could come. It should be any minute now. Absolutely. And I know this has gone long. And if you're still hanging hanging in with us now and you've listened to all of this, you know, let us know what you think about this. Or if you if we forgot something or you have a comment on band music or censorship in music, uh, call it, of course, call. I'm sure we forgot stuff. I mean, absolutely. We're just trying to cover it. Yeah, we're just trying to cover it in general. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so call the Corey hotline, 832-930-1347 with some questions about this. We'd be happy to talk about 
it more, especially stuff we missed or, or, you know, whatever your interpretation of some of this stuff is. Cause it's, it's definitely a rich tapestry and it's a big, it's, it's a big deal. And it's something to really keep in the forefront of your mind, especially if you're an artist. And so, it does still happen today. Like uh, happens I, today I mentioned, I mentioned, uh, wet ass pussy, uh, you know, that I think Cardi B is, is her name. I think, um, uh, you know, the, the female rapper who's really popular now and she has the really raunchy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember an article came out like with the, uh, the Grammys, they performed that song. And even though they like, they censored like, it lyrically oh excuse me uh they censored it lyrically but the performance of the video like if you, you go and watch because i watched it after reading the article and it, it's it's like it's basically like you're at a fucking strip club there are women who are like half naked and like there's one where she's there's one woman in a tube with like dollar bills being flown about by like you know well, air that's, just and everything. Fun. that's just fun dude right a right dollar tube? Like, come on yeah but but like you know the, the song is all about you know like you know how, how wet her pussy is that's the song and so like she, the, she, the, she the, shouldn't let her cats out in the rain dude bring them in when it's <laughs> raining. that's know? what i try to tell that's what that's... i try, try to tell ladies but they don't want to hear it that's what it's um, about right <laughs> yeah they're, they're just women they just they don't want to learn they don't want to learn but <laughs> anyway uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> when it comes to how to handle their feline pets they don't want to they don't want a man telling them uh and that's how they end up with these wet ass pussies <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> mansplain your cat <laughs> problems to the ladies <laughs> But anyway, the the performance that they gave at the Grammys was very sexually graphic. A lot of like a lot of humping, a lot of you know scantily clad, a lot of uh, uh, what the kids call uh, what's the thing the uh, where they're they're, they're dancing but they're shaking. Ass? No, they're dancing but they're shaking their booty. What's it called? Uh, twerking, twerking. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of the twerking going on. Uh, God, I sound old, but uh, but really, like you watch it, like like you watch it, and I was and like even me, I watched it. I was like, damn, they did this on live TV on CBS. Holy shit! And I mean, I'm fine with it. I have no problem with it. But I was I was impressed. I should say, I was like, wow, they got away with this. But yeah, there was a huge backlash, and this happened like you know, this was recent. This was a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah. This was just a couple of months ago. This was the most recent Grammy Awards. Yeah. And there was this enormous backlash of people like just went off the fucking charts like pissed off like yelling about it demanding like you know this should be censored like my kids saw this blah blah my money back (laughs) yeah 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 like how dare you sell this to my son yeah it was like that like the response like this shit doesn't go away like people like artists are still dealing with this now yeah Yeah. it never has ended yeah and i picture you sitting there with bear going like well bear i'm not gonna you get to i'm gonna watch the grammys every week oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. No, have grammys no when, when i when i watched that video i made barely the room i don't want my daughter to see that filth oh well <laughs> she's yeah she is pure that's right she's my girl i don't need her seeing that no no but daddy needs to daddy needs to watch it oh dad needs to watch it several times absolutely to make sure <laughs> she doesn't see just it. to make sure just to make sure she doesn't see it oh god Damn, so this has been a long episode, but we could talk about this forever. And we're going to talk about more band shit. And I'm sure it's going to spark a long, long yes. discussion. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I want to I say, like, Sorry. you made fun of me earlier. What? Uh, no, you did. About what? I said that I expected you to be punctilious. And you made fun of me for using that word. But you, sir, have been punctilious on this episode. And I, I applaud you for it. 
You well, really, you. No, you you came in, you like you knew your shit talking about doing this episode, man. That's so I, I, my hats off to you. You came with a lot of information. Rats off to you. I have a lot of information you know, to get. You were learning me some stuff, you know, and and uh, no, I I, I, I really, know about music. You do, man. You really do. Now this was a good episode. I I just want to say you were punctilious. Thank you. you I want to, and I and I will the, think it's punk you rock. Put, you put the, the punk, punk punctilious. Yeah, God damn it. We did the same time. All right. You put the punk. And on that note, everybody, thank you. <laughs> Please go to punctilious.com for all of our. Uh, you're gonna me. use that word all the time now. By the way, ah, oh, I mean, you're being very punctilious. I'm gonna use that at the at the table, <laughs> like next week in Chattanooga. I'm gonna be like, oh, by the way, go to JohnWayneIsDead.com for my shows. I, when I'm in Chattanooga next week, I'll be like, oh, how punctilious of you to be at my table. Uh, <laughs> get you. And then they'll be like, what? And so I'll be like, and I'll be like, I got a relaxed brain, you know. I'm not. <laughs> Punchy, you're being rude. Aren't you're not, being rude. You're not punchy or punchy tillies. Punchy tillies. I like black. You know, I like black. He's got a tiger. I like tigers. Uh, we should buy this before somebody else does, you know? He bought a stick. He didn't know how to drive it. Ladies and gentlemen, we and, and everyone, we love you. We love you. Good night. Good night. I like tigers. Oh, God.